Hello, and welcome to Bryce and Ren 3 Direct-to-Video. Today we'll be talking about the Disney Toons film, Belle's Enchanted Christmas. My name is Bryce Henderson, I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. With me as always to break down all things Beauty and the Beast, and heck Ren, I'm sure you were ready to sing along with all the songs as well, as one Renan Vontes. Ren, how are we beasting? Uh, this movie is actually called Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas. But okay. it, it feels like its name is Bell's Enchanted Christmas, right? Yeah. Yeah, you could tell like, me otherwise. Do you, should I redo the, the intro? Do no, you no, think no. Leave just... it. Okay. Leave it. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah. A movie called Bell's Enchanted Christmas would probably be better. How much this. better? Not much better. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit better, I think. Do um, you... Mm-hmm. What, were your, what were your first impressions coming off this one? Yes. So... Um, so, Ren, you know this, I've told you seven times now, but I watched this movie on a plane. Yep. Um, and remember, last time we I watched a movie, you told me to stop watching it in a setting that movies aren't meant to be watched in. Yeah. And so I said, I'll go on a, I'll go on a plane and watch it. <laughs> That'll be better than watching it in the gym. So, uh, my first impressions for it in that setting, in the, the mindset that I was in, was I was really I was ready to wrap this thing up a long time ago, um, <laughs> which is how I felt with pretty much all the Disney Toon films so far. Is I get like twenty minutes in and it's like okay, okay, like let's you know, let's wrap this up. What was interesting though is that all the voice talents were here, um, and I don't know because of that. Like I don't know what to point to to be like. This is where it all went wrong, because it, it wasn't. I wouldn't say it was the voice acting. Uh, I think they came. They they did the best that they could. There was no I mean, real storyline, though. The, yeah, there's no real story <laughs> there. It's it's very boring. It's very stupid at times too. It has. It's like when you compare it to Beauty and the Beast, which was the first animated movie ever to be nominated for an Oscar. No, ever. And this is what you follow it up with. Like, it's it's such an awful showing. Like, Bell's Enchanted Christmas doesn't say anything of value. It is at most derivative of the original, and at in and at worst inoffensive in doing nothing. Yeah, yeah, which really does leave you. Sorry, the dogs are they're going right now, Ren. Maybe they're thinking about a uh, fife. The Piccolo. The Piccolo, played by Pee Wee Herman. This movie's Oniago. Yeah. Um. Oh, they are going. Do you oh. need to talk to them for a bit? No, I don't think I can do much about them. Ren. What if you like ask them to stop? I mean, maybe. I think. I think someone's home. I think that's why they're excited. So they they'll be out soon. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Jenna's mom just got home. Let them out. Um, yes, so the Piccolo, we got some new characters here, Ren. There's, uh, there's an angel. Who's French, but we, yeah, yep. So we got her, but they're all French, right? This is like a French. Yeah, it's close in France. Yeah. So, uh, we get the angel, we get, uh, the Piccolo. And we get a CGI organ. Yes. Uh, so the organ was really scary. You were scared of him. So he is the same kind of animation 
as the the creature in Courage the Cowardly Dog. I was thinking the exact same thing. Asks to return the slab or suffer the curse. Yep, return the slab. Yeah. Yep, to which Nigel does not return the slab, and then they, they get cursed. Nigel? Yeah. Eustace. Eustace. Eustace, uh, I think, is the lady. No, that's Miriam. Yeah. Uh, bummer. Nigel's uh, wild, wild thornberries. Thorn he could be Nigel too. You're also thinking of a uh, kid, kids next door. Oh, is Nigel number one? Yeah, Nigel Uno. Yeah. Uh, well, that's. I'm sorry. Any other Nigels? That you uh, know of? we got Nigel. most of them, I think. Nigel, I believe, is also the name of the pelican in finding nemo i think you and i should hire like a british butler named nigel to be on the show and nigel is more of an australian name no this guy's british though so okay it'd be harder to find a british nigel i think i think it would make the bit more endearing nigel and he could be on the show we aren't <laughs> we don't record in the same place though so is he with you know me how, or with like, you? Uh... You know how Jimmy Fallon has the roots to make funny comments about his funny comments? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what Nigel will do. We'll have the, the people that play our intro music be like, hey, <laughs> Nigel. Um, so Nigel also needs to be able to play an instrument, right? Yeah, so we have to make sure that uh, the British mm-hmm. butler named Nigel, who we're hiring, yeah. is also a classically trained musician. Yeah, I can play the organ, preferably. Yeah, organ, mm-hmm. uh, electric guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I want to be able to to gift for Christmas. I want to get a song for Christmas from this butler named Nigel. So oh. can we let's discuss that a bit? Did the Beast write "Deck the Halls"? Mm-hmm. Did he invent well, it? Okay, so that we have to back That's up the even more. Right? Let's set this up. So, um, okay, so the Beast. Oh wait, wait Bryce, Bryce. Well, what? Before we get into the story and stuff. Okay. Should I go over trivia? Yeah, what trivia do you got with... Uh, I, I, feel like, I feel like it gets us in the right mode. Yeah. All right. So uh, th- this I'm going to open with a depressing bit of trivia. Mm-hmm. This was the first Disney animated movie to have a DVD release. Why is that a depressing... This is what they started with. Okay, you got to start somewhere. Imagine your big DVD debut, and it's Bells Enchanted Christmas. Okay, when DVD first released, there were like five movies on DVD, and like Jumanji was one of them. So was it really? Yeah, there was there was not a lot of uh of DVDs wait, that wait, originally you can, came out. You can pick between Jumanji and Bells Enchanted Christmas. You're clearly yep. picking Jumanji. Yeah, but Rent, again, you gotta start somewhere. Why here? Why Well where why, else? Why, where else? When you're if what? you're putting a movie and the movie's sole purpose is to flood the home market, why would you not put it on the up and coming home market device? Why wouldn't you make your first DVD release? Like, Disney does the whole vault for a reason. Yeah, but I th- I don't know if they were in the vault yet. The vault existed then. Okay. Well, Some stuff was in the VHS vault. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm putting this down as a bad Disney decision. I think fine Disney decision. I don't think so. Thumbs down. They should, this should not have been their first DVD release. Well, I give it a thumbs up, which means that our opinions are neutralized. <laughs> so... Uh, here's another bit. Okay. The flashback where the prince is transformed into the beast was the original idea for the prologue for Beauty and the Beast, as suggested by lyricist Howard Ashman. Uh, obviously, my interpretation of this is that it's the concept 
and not literally what we see in the flashback. Because well, that would have been awful. Well, what? So the, just the concept simply of... Like the, seeing the beast transform into transform. the beast. Like get so, not the beast being pissed off at Christmas for no reason. Yes. And then getting turned into the beast because <laughs> well, he was he, so he upset hated about the Christmas. Presents he got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not happy. Uh, you ever see that Arthur Christmas special? No, I don't think so. No, I think Muffy would get turned into a beast. <laughs> Muffy, like, can I go on a side rant? You, I'm yeah, so, bummed that you haven't seen it. So, they all have their own different like holiday traditions. Uh-huh. Muffy, uh, leading up to, she has this big Christmas party. Yeah. Big Christmas bash. And she mentions it every single day at school. And every single day at school, Francine says, I wish I could go, but I can't. Because it's the first night of Hanukkah. Okay? I think I have seen this. And then, Franc- uh, um, Muffy's party comes. And Francine doesn't show up. And... I believe she calls, she calls Muffy, calls Francine to be like, Francine, uh, why aren't you at my party? And Francine, who's rightfully pissed, is like, I've been telling you for weeks, it is the first night of Hanukkah, I'm not going to your party. And then Muffy pretty much uh, says like, F Hanukkah. So... What a brat. That's not right. She's the worst. She's a t- And then she goes back and she apologizes and then she learns about uh, Hanukkah by spinning a dreidel. That's good. So, um, she does learn, one. she learns a little bit, but yeah, not a, not a fan of her. I think that she, what I'm getting at is I think she would get turned into a beast. You think so? I'm surprised that a witch didn't show up at, uh, at Muffy's Christmas party to turn her into a beast. I could see it. Yeah. Um, any other places, like times or places, where you think someone could, should or could, would get turned into a beast? You remember that show, A Hundred Good Deeds of Eddie McDog? Nope. Uh, he, he basically got turned into a beast. Yeah, he got beasted. He, he was like a teenager bully. He got yeah. turned into a dog by a witch. Mm-hmm. And then he was adopted by the boy he bullied. And he could turn mm-hmm. back to a boy mm-hmm. if he did A Hundred Good Deeds. Mm-hmm. But it got cancelled before he could do all 100. Oh. So he's be- stuck as a dog still. When people say beast mode, is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's a bad thing. Yeah, because it's it like, oh. It's like they're, uh, they're going primal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going primal. Yeah, if you hear someone scream, I'm going primal at the top of their lungs, you get out of there. <laughs> if they're charging, screaming about going primal, I don't hang out. Yeah. I mean, if you think you can take them, stay. Mm-hmm. Because then you can, like, take their primal. Well, so if they're going primal, things like fire and wheels are going to over like outsmart them, right? Yeah, so you could run them over, you could burn them. That yeah. could stop them. Yeah. Okay. Good notes, good notes. Uh, what else uh, for trivia? So, uh, this was the first product made in Walt Disney Televas- Television Animation, Toronto Studio, which was later shut down five years later because of cutbacks. So, I think that's a sad Disney fact. That's a sad one. Yeah. But, uh, you know, given the quality of this, I can see why. I get but, it. So, uh, it also, I feel like it does make a little bit more sense, because I don't know if you noticed, but every line that Lumiere says in this movie, he ends with, A? 
hey, you're right. So I think that that provides a little bit more context and an explanation that, you know, the writers were Canadian. I have one more piece of trivia and then we can dive in. Okay. Uh, in the early stages of production, this movie was planned to be a direct-to-video sequel, taking place after the events of the first movie and featuring Gaston's vengeful younger brother, Avenant, as the villain. Mm. Interestingly, Avenant was the villain in Jean Cocteau's Beauty and the Beast, 1946, mm-hmm. and, the insp- and the inspiration of the Gaston character, but did not appear in any way in the movie. Yeah, I feel like... So... I feel as though Gaston brings a lot of, um, like, misogyny yeah, to the world of Beauty and the Beast. And I felt as though the Beast, uh, not necessarily misogyny, but through other um, horrible manipulative tactics, kind of had, had all things covered in this one. Like, I don't think that we needed an additional villain. I think that the Beast was the biggest villain in this movie. Yeah, Beast is way worse in this movie than he is in the actual movie. Yeah. Like, uh, he's yeah. imprisoning her. He's telling her she's going to rot away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the one that got me, is when he went so far as to put her in the dungeon and then pull her out a few, like, or go. what did he do? He went to get her to be like, hey, I'm sorry. She At the very there. end? Is that what it was? When uh, did he ever see the dungeon empty, or he just knew that she wasn't there? Right. Wait, when he goes to rescue her? Uh, no, no, no. Before he knows that she needs rescuing. He finds out because he looks into the mirror. Oh, he goes to rescue her. She because she escaped. That's when he puts her in the dungeon. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Dang. Yeah, he's a he's not a good uh, human. He's also a terrible beast. All around. He's uh he's just so mean now. You know, he was mean before, but you mm-hmm. could you could get it. You know, he went yeah. through a lot. This uh, this movie does a lot to kinda like devalue the beast a bit. Cause now we see he's like throwing tantrums like a little kid. It's like his mm-hmm. Christmas presents. We knew he was bratty, but seeing it I think makes it worse. Yeah. Oh for sure. Uh where it's like it's one thing to just be like, Oh, I was so rotten. That I was turned into a beast by a witch. It's like, okay, I can imagine what that means. Yeah. But I don't need the specifics. And then we're shown the specifics, and it's like, oh yeah, he's kind of an asshole. Yeah. Um, so alright, we opened with a brand new song. Right? Yeah, it's a brand Halls. new brand new fresh song. <laughs> yeah. The beast wrote it actually. <laughs> For Belle. <laughs> yeah. Uh that's canon, like in real life, right? Yeah, anything that a Disney movie establishes in their universe applies to our world later. Mm-hmm. Kind of takes over. Yeah, so he... Uh, we, we open on Deck the Halls, and we do start with um, the setup of... This is post-Beauty and the Beast. And that they are all human. We're seeing yep. all of the different characters as humans. Um, Chip is very well dressed and what is who is chip he's like the maid's son right yeah he's the help son yeah so i'm sorry but he's not hanging out in the same like he's he's not gonna be down there the beast has changed he's good to his servants now yeah no except he isn't because (laughs) red 
Well, he, so, he gives Chip the book at the end. He learns to like books now. Yeah. Is that how he changes? He changed, because now he likes books. Yes. Like, that's basically also, his arc in this. He like, gets the book, and he hates it at the start. Then okay. he gets the book at the end, and he's like, oh, yeah, I should be nice to Belle. So, but also, think about the journey that these characters have gone on. Where, like, you know, your master gets turned into uh, a beast. Okay. Yep. Your employer. I don't want to say master. Maybe. Well, he, he, I don't know. Him master. Yes. Several times. That, that's why I use the term. But then I don't really. We don't know what that. We don't know what the how the how it's the like payment. What works. we do in the shadows thing, you know. Yes. He's their master. It's cool. It's, it's Guillermo. They're it's, all. It's, they're they all Guillermo. A, they all have a Guillermo relationship. <laughs> They'll get to become beasts later. Yeah. <laughs> he promises that he'll uh, he'll bite them all. <laughs> yeah. So so they go through so that you know their original master dies. Their the their master's son is now in charge of them. He gets turned into a beast, and they all get turned into inan- inanimate objects for about a year. Then they get changed back into human, and they still decide. Let's stick around. I, I think one of the I think one of the worst things about this mm-hmm. is that it establishes that it, they've only been transformed like this for a year. Yes. Well, that, I mean, that's, like, that's another thing that takes away the magic from the movie. But pause. But does it? Because one year is a candle, Ren. I mean, that's one year too many. <laughs> At that point, like five or six years isn't gonna make it any better or worse. I'm fine with that. It's only one year. You think it's okay? I I want them to have been like that way for ten years. For ten years. I want them to have felt it. Well, so because isn't there an element of like, like he keeps bringing like women up to the castle to like, to try to swoon <laughs> and like he doesn't and so he just eats them or something. Maybe and that's right there. Like Belle's gonna be the one. <laughs> Is that no? That's not a thing. I think that's a different adaptation. Okay. Ah, I'm thinking of you know what I I'm thinking of uh, of Into the Woods. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. So okay. Anyway, so what the back to what I was saying. So they all decide to stick around and still be like still work in this house. Maybe, maybe he pays well. Maybe he like never stopped paying them, even when they were furniture. Okay. And which they they probably got a nice savings, right? I mean, if yeah. you're a candle, you probably don't got to eat much. You're not going to... Sp- well, okay, you say that, but at one point, like, the way that they get Cogsworth to agree to Christmas is by listing his favorite foods. So yeah, up. that would break a clock. If you shove a turkey into a clock, that clock ain't going to tell you what time it is. I'd be fun breaking this clock. Cl- Cogsworth? I don't like him. Yeah, I don't. I I wasn't a huge fan of him. In fact, I don't know if there was really any characters that I, I appreciated. What about uh, Iago? Uh, Piccolo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'll totally get the flute solo. <laughs> I can't uh, believe how much of the movie he was in. He was in a I lot really of it. Can't. Yeah, and so here's here's where something could have gone differently. So, I think Piccolo... Okay, can you imagine? Bell's Enchanted Christmas, right? Scrap Christmas. Bell's Enchanted, period. 
So, uh, <laughs> what it is, is we get the entire events. It's similar to Lion King one and a half. Okay. okay. The entire events of the first movie, but this time, Ren, we follow Piccolo and Organ's mad adventures <laughs> through the events of the first mo- of the first movie. That sounds like a nightmare. Like you know the famous like uh, Beauty and the Beast, like uh, Taylor's oldest time. They're dancing there. The Piccolo, organ. they were they were there. Piccolo, <laughs> Piccolo and the organ. Yeah, they were there. They were just off screen. Yeah, or um, when Gaston is rallying troops in the uh, in the tavern, they left the castle to go there. Piccolo and Organ. They were dressed up in cloaks. So they were the ones. Know. They were the ones that kept shouting uh, and cheering on Gaston. So they were just in mustaches and wigs. So, and in human skin suits. Yeah. Where do they get the skin? Um, from the women that they the keep other women. The <laughs> yeah, the 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 first few women that didn't work <laughs> out. Beast gave them to Piccolo. <laughs> do with them what you must, and then they just skin suits. <laughs> I think that would have been fun. Not the skin suit stuff. I'm talking, you know, like uh, just let's go full reek. Let's just go for it. <laughs> yeah um i think that could have been good rather than we get a lot of like things that we never saw the first time that happened this whole movie uh happens in a, montage. Takes place in a montage yeah. yeah yeah so this is like oh people really like that montage let's flesh it out let's see let's see what you know what really was happening in this montage. You know that montage you love from Beauty and the Beast 1? Yeah. During it, Beast imprisoned Belle, and an mm-hmm. earthquake happened that tore apart the entire castle. Mm-hmm. But this time, there's not a genie or any form of magic to, you know, put things back together. But it gets fixed. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so let's let's kind of talk some plot here, for because yeah. I assume people listening to us probably... Um, haven't watched this so i don't blame them no so yeah so we get set up as uh this is a retelling of what happened last year during like the wackiest christmas of all times um in which uh bell is still trying to kind of like win over the beast and the beast hates christmas because turns out that it was on christmas that he was turned into the beast. Awful. What an awful element. Well, so even after, like, I don't know. Because didn't he kind of like Christmas at first? And then all of a sudden he didn't like Christmas? Am I wrong? Yeah. He was, like, kind of into it. Yeah, he was like, this isn't that bad. Like, with the skating and stuff, he was like, this isn't that bad. This is kind of good. And then Piccolo makes him slip and fall on the ice and then must he must have hit his head because then he's like i hate christmas so no no he hits his butt well i know yeah i wrote beast booty (laughs) but um i'm saying he must have also hit his head unless maybe his brain is in his butt it could be he's a beast yeah (laughs) you don't know we don't know how, how beasts are how their organs are 
you know, positioned. So, yeah, so all of a sudden he's like, I don't like Christmas. Christmas is not happening in the castle. And then we get pretty much the, like, big premise of this is like, oh, we're going to make Christmas happen <laughs> anyway. We're just going to do it. We're going to disobey our master who threatens to imprison us for life. Well, so it's threatens to imprison us for life, but also who, like, Bella's already a prisoner. <clears throat> right? She's already in a position where she is a prisoner in this in this house. Like, I feel like in the original movie, like, I agree with you. I'm, I'm saying I agree with you. I feel like in the original movie, Belle's, like, status in the castle. She is a prisoner, but, like, also she has agency. She leaves the moment she wants to. Mm -hmm. Like, the moment she sees her father in danger, she's out of there. She's no longer a prisoner. And she, like, actively disobeys all his rules. Yeah. In this movie, she actually does feel like a prisoner, and she's scared of him sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that's not an element that that, like, rightfully did not exist in the original. Because once you add that element there, it clouds the entire relationship. Yeah, I would say this movie, like, actively damages the first movie. Absolutely. I wish I hadn't seen it. Yeah, because then you watch Tale as Old as Time, and it's like, you know, is she actually is she actually into this, or is this, again, the, like, the prisoner aspect? Like, I'm afraid of this beast. <laughs> yeah. Um, he might throw me in the dungeon again, which he has done. So... I also love that at, like, two different points, she's like, I knew he could never change. Yeah. Like, you're the only one championing his change mm-hmm. in the original. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know Figment the dragon? Uh, what's, it, what's he from? There's a, there's a dragon called Figment. Yeah. Uh, he is on a Disney ride called Journey into Imagination. It's at Epcot. Yeah. Um, and he sings a little song, and I thought it was thought it was the same voice, the piccolo and him, but it isn't. So you like this that. dragon? I like I like Figment. I do, I do. And his voice made you like the piccolo. Yes. So did you know? Um, have you ever like when you lie down to do a snow angel? Do you ever check where you're going? Uh, break that break that thought down for me. So isn't there like a bit here where he like goes to Snow Angel and it like looks bad or something? Yes, he uh he lays down, he doesn't do anything, he gets back up, then he looks down and he gets really upset because yeah. he uh looks like a monster. Yeah. I hate Christmas. He goes full Grinch. Full Grinch. Picks up the tree, throws it out. Yeah, you wanna know why? I was thinking that this whole movie was going to wrap up with Belle being like, here you go, Beast, the gift of a Christmas shave. Um, he, like, shaves them completely? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Uh, what else do we got going on here? Chip, Belle's, so, okay, so after the Beast storms off and he's like, I hate Christmas, that's when Belle's like, we got to do Christmas. We need to do Christmas. Uh, and then she writes a a story. Yeah, about uh, everything that's happened so far and a little bit of fan fiction at the end. Yeah. Was the, um, was this animation during this song? So we get, uh, we'll find a mountain, too, and some moonbeams to sit under. Um, 
So, like, at this point, Belle is already committed to living a life together with the Beast. Yeah, she's in love with her captor. Okay. Um, and so the animation here is not good. It's a cool style, but it's, like, stop motion. It's... It's Which, also, like, paced very poorly. It's very yes. stiff. It tells me that this isn't... So it tells me that they this was a budget situation. Mm-hmm. Where they didn't have the budget to fully animate it. And so they said, let's make it look like a book and do some stop motion. And that way it'll look stylized. But it, it didn't. It just looked bad. I can easily believe a lack of budget was the issue because... There is a CGI organ. Yeah, you, in like half the movie. Do you think that they and, spent they they blew their budget on the organ? And it's it's not even very good CGI, if you ask me. <laughs> but like this is from '97, so at the time, this probably would have been more cutting edge than you'd expect to see in like a direct to video show or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And so let's talk about this organ. Voiced by Tim Curry. Uh, he's the Beast's best friend. Which is baffling, considering we don't see him in the first one. Here's my best friend I never talk about. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, he, he died last Christmas. I killed him. Yeah, so... Logistics there, we have to also break down. So, the organ, the organ's relationship with the Beast is, for Christmas, when they're humans first humans he is supposed to write a song for the beast and he goes to play it and the beast hates it and then once they get turned into inanimate objects this organ is pro saying organ forever yeah he loves being the organ (laughs) he never wants to turn back he wants the beast to just listen to him play music forever Mm mm-hmm because he thinks that it's gonna, this will just last forever. Which probably won't. Uh, and he is chained to the wall, but he uses the piccolo to do his, do, his like, um, his dealings. His bidding? Yeah, by promising the piccolo a solo. Which is cool, right? Isn't that very cool? Yeah, solo is like a great music thing. It's when you do it by yourself. <laughs> so, this is a voice by Tim Curry. The very own, like, uh, like, I've got you a cheese pizza from, uh, Home Alone. Yep, he's in Home Alone too. Yep. He, uh, is also the audiobook narrator for a series of unfortunate events. Oh, that's fun. So, uh, every time I was listening to him talk, I was just thinking about a series of unfortunate events. Because this is the same, like, type of voice that he uses for the organ that he uses in there. Mm-hmm. Um... Alright. Um, beast feels Christmas will trigger his PTSD of being turned into a beast. He has the same disease as Cumberbatch Grinch. Yes. Um, and then I said, but his captor feels otherwise. <laughs> Which is... like, And that's that's like what this is. I, I was so stuck on their real, like dynamic this entire movie. Because Beast is so clearly like anti-Christmas. He's he's like this is like it will ruin me if we do Christmas, and then Bell is just like no it won't. You have to do Christmas. So bold, um, and that's when we meet Angelique. She's an angel. 
Yeah. Did you get it? Yeah, tell me five things about Angelique as a character, Ren. Blonde, wings, uh, mm -hmm. ornament, yeah. girl sings. Okay. Any, <laughs> could you could you name it like any more things about Angelique if you were challenged to? Oh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, she doesn't, she also doesn't believe in Christmas as much because she's the castle organizer, like the decorator. decorator. Um, which by the way, so she got a raw deal. I well, think her, happened in the attic. So she's pushed up into the attic all like, she doesn't need to be in the attic, right? Can't she leave? I think she's like locked in a chest. Yeah. So that's rough for her, and she's with a bunch of ornaments, which are sentient, Ren. So here's my theory. Yeah. Everyone became furniture. Yes. But all the furniture became <laughs> sentient. All the furniture yeah. became... Well, so... Okay, so the, that you're telling me that there there aren't people trapped inside these ornaments that are moving. No, they're just that was now. That was my main concern, is imagine, like... That guy gets to be a candle with a mouth, but I have to be this ornament. That would be hell. Yeah. A year as a single ornament. Yeah. So, because I think that's probably the worst thing to get turned into in the castle. But, so you're saying the furniture got turned into... Uh... Into other things? No, they just, like, became alive. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So like all the all the wine glasses we see later, we yes. already existed, but mm -hmm. now they're like they can feel they can feel pain. Yeah, they know what love is. They know what hate is. Yeah, so the ornaments know what love is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that comes up in the next Beauty and the Beast movie that we watch. Um. Okay, so something that pissed me off. So. As we're, like, getting into, like, okay, we are going to do Christmas. Chip is like, Belle, what's Christmas? What? Oi, what's Christmas, Belle? <laughs> Did they also lose their memory when they became inanimate objects? Yeah, he's, like, five years old. He knows what Christmas is by yeah, now. He definitely knows what Christmas is. Uh, but he's like, what is Christmas? And then the rest of the movie, that's not a question for him. But he does ask it here. He's like, I'm really confused about what Christmas is. So, And it's just so we can get, you know, some explanation about what Christmas is in a song. Bell sings about Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What else? They sing, uh, like, a Be Our Guest parody. They, did you notice that they reuse the shot of the feather duster singing? No. I, I just wanted to make note of it. That's how yeah. cheap this movie is. Just wanted to reuse the same clip twice. Um, Yeah, but they decorate a little bit. They don't have a tree, and that's what's going to be an issue. That'll, that'll be a big focal point. But they decorate everything else. They make, like, a makeshift tree. And I said Beast is going to come in and throw a temper tantrum. I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah, he's in a bad mood. Mm. Um, Which is stupid. Yeah. Because he, he hates the Yule Log. <laughs> I said it's a cool tradition. I liked that. <laughs> uh, what, what's the deal with the Yule Log? They what? They sit around it and they say something that they're thankful for or something? Everyone has to touch it and then they make a Christmas wish. Yeah, that's cute. And Beast says, 
what about last year? Your Christmas wish didn't come true, did it? Yeah. Because they knew each other last year. Um, what do you think about Belle being so bold here as to say to um, the Beast, how can you be so selfish? I Again, like... she is a prisoner to him. <laughs> <laughs> but she's really trying to get him to be better. How can you be so selfish? Right? Or like... he saved her from wolves once. Mm-hmm. Doesn't want to do it again. That horse should have died, by the way. They all should have died. Yeah, I don't know. They should have um, committed to loss in this movie. In the <laughs> middle of Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> yeah, did you ever realize that Cogsworth is only in the first half of Beauty and the Beast? This explains <laughs> why and how he died halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else? So Beast... Beast gets into Christmas because he finds that Belle got him a gift. He can't open it yet, but he's excited that Belle has a gift for him. Um, So he goes to Maestro and is like, hey, Maestro, make a song for Belle. No, if Beast, uh, Maestro's the organ, by the way. If Beast didn't <laughs> have, uh, like, if Beast didn't have Maestro, what skills would he use for a Christmas gift? Bucket drum. <laughs> he'd, he'd bucket drum for her. He'd bucket uh, do a bucket drum performance. Yeah. I love you, Belle. She'd like it because it's coming from the heart. Yeah. So she'd be into it. What about? Uh, okay. So we keep going. We meet an axe. He's what? Is he? He has like an accent or something. He's Jewish. Okay. How do we know that, Ren? Uh, he says Happy Hanukkah at one point. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, I did know, not catch that. The Jewish accent. Um, he yeah, he's supposed to be like uh like he does like that uh New Yorker like hey I'm walking here yeah does that bit. Um, what else? LOL. Go to the Black Forest. Yeah, Belle is told to go to the Black Forest like Harry Potter. Like Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, there's a lot of dark forests in this world. Um, I don't know, that's how you expect them to move. Oh yeah, they find so because Belle's looking for this big tree. She goes with Chip, and they find this giant tree. And Belle has to be delusional if she thinks that she's bringing it home. Well, that's why she brought Chip. Yeah. Chip could have carried it. The five-year-old boy who didn't, who's a little teacup who didn't know what Christmas is. He'll carry half, she'll carry the other half. Mm -hmm. Like, they have the cart and stuff, but even then, the tree is ginormous compared to the cart. They just put it on the horse's back. Mm -hmm. And in fact, Ren, we never get an answer. How does that tree make it back to the castle? The beast comes back later for it, I bet. Yeah. Yeah, in the midst of all the action here in which the tree falls and the lake breaks. They fit a whole movie in a montage. Yeah. I think they can pull it off twice. <laughs> yeah. You are... <laughs> yes, I hope that, that's, that the next Beauty and the Beast movie is about the Beast recovering the tree. And he doesn't... Uh, we don't know, Ren. But little did we know that Beast has a second best friend who's like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, like a tractor or something that lives out in the barn. Um, and Beast goes and talks to him very often. 
there was a flashback scene about the beast being mean to his farm hands. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a whole farm cast that we don't know exists. Um, because beast doesn't let them inside. You know what the worst part about this is? What? I could actually envision this. Yeah. <laughs> like a Beauty and the Beast, uh, in another one, but this mm-hmm. time about the beast like farm hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got like a uh, like a tr- you said tractor. I'm the thing. Let's say yeah. a rake. A rake wearing overalls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or a shovel with the uh, straw hat, like he's chewing on a straw. Is that a yeah. funny hat on? Yeah. And so in the the whole pr- it's like uh. Featuring the voice talent of Julia Louise Dreyfus as Raker, <laughs> like and Larry the Cable Guy, it literally writes itself as Mater. Yeah. Uh, um, I wrote down if you're turned on, then turn off. What's I that? also wrote that down. What does that mean? Uh, that's what the organ sings to the beast. <laughs> When he's telling him not to be in love anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he has the whole turn number. On, just turn off. Yeah, with the green babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Uh, so, Disney Toon seems committed to the villain song. And they shouldn't be. They're very, I... very bad. They're often the worst ones. Yes. Yeah, I don't feel like uh, a third-act villain song really sets me up well for what's to come. Instead, it makes me just wish that the villain can die ASAP. So. Um. Alright. Um. Why did I write this? There's literally no good trees in this forest and the friggin' wolves are out. Yeah, all the trees are super skinny and the Mm -hmm. wolves that attacked Belle from before watching her. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Oh, here's a question. Ren, let me know how this works, because there's, you know, you explained some stuff with furniture earlier, so you might know this. So the dog, there's like a dog carpet yeah. thing, right? So uh, why does the dog get transformed, but the horse that's like carrying, moving this sleigh does not, is not transformed into an inanimate, an inanimate object? I think that's Belle's horse. Oh, okay. Wasn't at the castle. Yeah. Um, what else? So is the orchid magical? Yeah, and the magic can hit. <laughs> yes. It's similar to the Doctor Strange fight. Yep. Okay. It will hurt you. Yeah, don't get hit by the magic, by the music, because it's magic. Um, Belle goes into some freezing water and is dragged under by the tree. Like, how deep is this lake? I can't believe that they like had this sequence at all what i can't believe i you know bell's dead to me she died in this moment maybe she did die and everything that we see after is like uh i don't know a fantasy maybe this is like a coma dream and then Mm. she wakes up back in the original movie Mm -hmm. does beast get her is that what happens yeah he saves her he jumps into the ice and gets her out yeah and then this... immediately imprisons her. Yes. You're back. And she lives somehow. You're right. She definitely should be dead, but she somehow lives. And brings her back to the sick. castle to go into the, the prison. Uh, that's a lot of wet hair on the beast. A lot of cold, wet hair as well. He's also going to get sick. Yeah, I would guess so. I really thought the rest of the movie after this point 
would be like Beast nursing Bell back to health and realizing he was evil and awful, mm-hmm. and then turning against uh, the organ. But no, yeah. he, he imprisons her and tells her to rot. Yeah, he's just pissed. He's just very unhappy. Um, what about Hope? What about Hope? I don't know. Hope adds up as a beauty and the beast value? What does that mean? I have no clue what that note means. Okay. What were you trying to say? I don't know. And end your pain forever, says Maestro. <laughs> <laughs> end your pain forever? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This movie's awful. That's what my, right, Maestro says that to the beast, right? I don't even remember. He says, end your pain forever. Uh, and, like, just kill the rose, I think is what he's saying. Oh, yeah. The beast almost yeah. destroys the rose. Yeah. Which also totally happened in the, the movie. Uh, we got a... Isn't, there's a number in Cogsworth and Lumiere. Yep. That, That's quite and, above the rest. Yeah, and it doesn't have a single damn thing to do with the plot. It doesn't at all. It's the last song in the movie. <laughs> Isn't that insane? You didn't like a cut above the rest? They the just shoved inspired. this in right at the end. Like, it really feels like we're about to wrap up. And then they just start singing. <laughs> <laughs> they just, they forgot. They they forgot the Lumiere and Cogsworth were fan favorite characters from the first movie and needed a song. Awful music. The yeah. music in this one has been the worst of all of them so far. What's the what was the the main song? It was like um This Christmas, Last Christmas. What is it? As long as there's Christmas. As long as there's Christmas. I hope dreams will come true. Like yeah. they do the reprise of that song and then a cut above the rest happens. Yeah. Why? Why? Well, Ren I'm sorry I got mad at you and I put you in the dungeon. And I'm sorry I didn't listen to you. But Ren, will you still be my prisoner? Do you know what Christmas is about now? Hope or something? Yeah, that's fine. I'll be your prisoner. Okay. You learn your yeah. lesson. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> um, let's give Belle the Christmas she's always wanted. She is a prisoner. Beast immediately starts chasing her around the castle. Like, I just, <laughs> I, I am, and I know, like, I if this isn't an original thought. Like, and this is the common issue people have with Beauty and the Beast, right? Is like the whole like captive aspect of it. Yeah. Um, but come on, like, let's give Belle the Christmas she's always wanted. Like, I'm sorry, but if I'm Beast, I'm like. Uh no. Like You're let's my give prisoner. Yeah, let's give me the Christmas I've always wanted more like. Um, I don't know why this movie felt like it had to explicitly make it like a prisoner relationship. Yeah. It it's was just, just Yeah. It's so sloppy. Um were you shocked when uh, Maestro reveals that there is no Piccolo solo? I was, I was not only shocked, I was gutted. 
I, I was really rooting for uh, Pee Wee Herman to get his big solo. Yeah, I paused the movie and had to take a 10-minute break on the plane. So, it was it was upsetting. You know what part I like about the Piccolo? Mm-hmm. When he uh, asks for forgiveness after trying to kill Belle earlier. Oh, yeah! Lumiere, Lumiere's like, don't even worry about it. It's uh, We're all at fault here. Well, yeah, and I like, would... The Piccolo, like, he actually tried to murder her. Yes, yes. And so I would I would give someone like that, uh, you know, you can forgive, but I wouldn't forget. So I, def- I probably wouldn't give them any major positions in the household mm-hmm. afterwards, you know? Uh, and that's what, like, the Beast does, right? He, uh, he keeps them on as, like, the music guy. Are you kidding me? Yeah, the like, very end of the movie. He plays just, the just, just a music guy, right? Not like the lead music guy. No, I think he's like the maestro now. He becomes the maestro? He's basically wow. the maestro now. I can't believe it. I just can't believe it. Well, what happens to maestro, Ren? Uh, he dies. He gets killed. The beast murders his best friend <laughs> in cold blood. Wait, so the organ's destroyed? But so what... the, or- the organ mm-hmm. uses its music magic to try to hit them. And then Beast oh. rips its pipes out. Yes. So that does that sounds nonsensical to me. Um, <laughs> but so my question here is after, if you're telling me the, the organ dies, when they all turn back into humans, what what does that look like? His body came back, but whatever part that the Beast ripped out was not there with him. So like, what, like his uh, like lungs? Yeah, maybe lungs, maybe like a lung... Mm-hmm. Like intestines. Yeah, but he dead. Oh yeah, he's dead. Dead. He's okay. Not back. But like, so the body just a corpse in that room now. Yeah, and is it um, is it a fresh like? I just have. Is it a fresh one? No, it's been rotting for as long as he's been there. Okay. Like it, it like adds up. Okay. Yes, and so w- w- the organ organs seem like a pretty that's usually they're usually built into the structure of whatever they like are part of and so if he's part of the house the house was fine well uh, the house split in half it was completely demolished oh like just destroyed entirely Wait, and this happens during the first beauty and the beast movie right it happens during a musical montage oh okay was that part in the musical montage in which the house splits in half uh it's not mentioned or shown or alluded to but now we know that during that musical montage uh the entire house broke in half but how does it get back together? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> and these are this is the issue with this movie. It's just no appreciation for the source material. Um, the they treat the audience like absolute idiots. Uh, they don't offer reasonable explanations. I didn't feel like I needed to go back in time. I would have been fine moving forward in time. Yeah, I feel like they really just wanted to. Make sure they could use the beast design, you know, the one you can market for toys and sell. Well, I don't even, I, th- I don't, th- I think it was uh, Lumiere and Cogsworth. Oh, you think it's them? I think they're the reason why we had to go back in time instead of forward. You know, that might actually be a, I don't know if you're joking or not, but that might no, actually I'm not. be a valid reason. They're like, they're uh, like fan favorites, those two, and Mrs. Potts. Like, I think people like the characters as the objects. As the furniture. Yeah. While they're cursed. Yeah. So I think people would have been less into um seeing their like dynamic as it actually is as humans. 
just curse the beast again. Yeah, that's what like, I was gonna say. Like, just make it so that he didn't learn his lesson and he has to yep. keep relearning it like a sitcom dad. Yep, the witch comes witch comes by on Christmas. They don't even, like, we don't need to go backwards at all. Just straight up, like, wow, this is gonna be great Christmas. Hopefully the beast is in a better mood. Yeah, he's been real grumpy lately. He gets the gifts. I don't like this. Boom, cursed. What are we gonna do? We have to, this is Belle's first Christmas. We need to... Uh, make it a good Christmas by changing, like, undoing the curse again in five days. For the first half of the movie, they have to pretend like they're not cursed so Belle doesn't worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is this is where Shaving the Beast comes in. Yeah, and it, it, it also avoids all of the, like, Belle is still in prison because at this point she's, I mean, she is, but she isn't, you know? They're married now. So, yeah. They love each other. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that the movie offers us Gaston or the Beast, and I think that there there should be a middle ground. You think there should be someone in between? I think that there is probably, I think maybe Lumiere could be good. Lumiere cheats on the Feather Duster in this movie. Wait, what? Lumiere is in a relationship with the Feather Duster, and we see him openly kiss the angel. <laughs> oh, man. Is this the first animated Disney film with adultery in it? Definitely not. No. <laughs> Steamboat Willie Ren. Um, okay. Belle saved Christmas. B saved the rose. Fife is not the maestro. I don't know why I said he's not the maestro. He is the maestro. And then I wrote <laughs> GG's. What a horrible movie. Yeah. yeah. Bad. Yeah. Very bad. Uh, I mean, it, yeah, it was bad wasn't good. I liked, so here's what I liked. I liked that this was different than last week and different than the week before. How do you mean? In this movie, there was some characters like Belle and Lumiere and um, the Beast. And last week, it was different characters as well. Do you literally mean that it's just a different movie than the ones we've seen? So I liked, I liked that it was different. I'm not going to say it was like up or a downgrade, but I liked that it was uh, it was different. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't even know what to make of that. Like, if I had watched them back to back, I would have been happy that halfway through, you know, one movie shifted into another movie. <laughs> well, I mean, two hours of this would be too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'd be pretty painful. So, so that's what did you like? Not much, if I'm being completely honest with yeah. you. Should we be doing Rose, Bud, and Thorn uh, with these movies and just highlight the Rose? Less Bud and Thorn, but just Rose. You said By not Rose. much. Alright, let me think, let me think. Uh... Hmm. This is hard. I didn't like this one at all. Um, I didn't think it looked too bad. I think the animation... Well, not the animation. I think the art style was nice. These movies generally do a good job at, like, maintaining the art styles of the original. Mm -hmm. More simplistic, but, you know, mm -hmm. there's still a charm to it. Yeah. Uh, I like snowy atmosphere. I like the oh, snow yeah. aesthetic. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a big fan of ice levels in video games. Like, like Ice Age? Yeah, I like the first Ice Age. Not 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, and 9? I think I've only ever seen the second one. I am 95% sure that Scrat goes to space. Yeah, I, that sounds Ice right. Age. That feels like a natural progression for Ice Age. I am 
I, I, knowing nothing, I saw the first one only, and then me, no, I, I saw the second one once. I haven't watched the first one in a while. That one, I don't think the animation has aged well, so maybe we can, uh, like, take a freeze at one point. That'd be fun. Yeah. But, um... Yeah. So sorry. Continue. So you like the you like the snow a lot. You th- thought that this was a good Christmas movie. You said you like. No, 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 no. I didn't what do you mean? That. What? I I meant that like I like that there was snow in this movie. Yeah. So yeah. you like. It's not the... a good Christmas movie. Okay. But so overall, like you would probably put this in your top ten. This, I think was my least favorite of the movies we've watched so far. Wow. Ren, over, like, even with Winnie the Pooh in mind? We, uh, we rated Winnie the Pooh above, uh, Return of Jafar and DuckTales. It was boring. It was boring. Should we go back and re-rate Winnie the Pooh? Probably. I mean, no. I would say it's still better than, like, the others are, like, like, do things to actively hurt themselves. <laughs> but I think this movie does a lot of things to actively hurt itself. Yes. Like, this kind of knowing the pad, knowing like the trends, knowing what these movie, knowing like what Disney Toon likes to do, like Fife is Iago, uh, Lumiere snowboarding and falling off the cliff was our waterfall sequence. <laughs> <laughs> like all the music is awful, all of it, and this this had the worst soundtrack, just insufferable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, none of the movies we've watched so far have, like, actively ruined their, like, source material in the way that Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas has. <laughs> like, Return of Jafar and King of Thieves, they don't mm-hmm. do anything that, like, ruins Aladdin for me. Yeah. There's nothing in those two movies where I think about it and I'm like, oh, wow, dwelling on that makes the first Aladdin worse. There's yeah. nothing like that. With Belle's Enchanted Christmas... Like actively thinking about this movie ruins the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a problem. Um, Ren, do you know who else might think it's a problem? Who? Someone who gives us a low rating. Do you have any uh, any examples of like a low rated review for this movie? Oh, do you want me to start with low rated reviews? Yeah, let's start low and work our way up because uh, right. I think I think everyone involved is gonna be out of their mind. So. <laughs> Uh, this is a 2 out of 10 review by S- the Sterling Weaver. This is from December 2021. I had a nightmare that Tim Curry was animated on an organ, and that dream came true when I found a movie just like that from Disney's Sequel Heap. From the cover, you probably think that this is a charming, harmless midquel to the treasured classic that is Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> no! This is actually one of the creepiest movies I've sat through. It's also a terrible midquel because nothing that happens in this movie is not mentioned or relevant to the original film. So what's keeping this from a 1 out of 10? Before I go into details, I want to explain it for that matter. To be a 1 out of 10, it has to be a worthless experience that I got nothing out of. Shrek the Turd is a 2 out of 10 because of the campfire scene, which is a really touching moment. Cars Poo is a 2 out of 10 because the animation is gorgeous. But why is this movie a 2 out of 10? For one simple reason. It's never boring. I'm always entertained, even if this movie is disturbing. So hopefully this movie won't haunt my nightmares anymore. Do you like Shrek the Turd and Shrek Cars the Turd Poo? and Cars Poo? Yeah, I believe we're gonna be watching um, be watching the 
spinoff of Cars Poo, uh, which I believe is called Pains. Yes, Pains, uh, it is. Yeah. So, <clears throat> good, good. Uh, all right, proper two out of ten, or poo out of ten there, right? Poo out of ten so, review. Okay. Let's move on to a four out of ten. Okay. This is by Jay Binge Watcher uh, from December 2020. Sequel, midquel, or special? Honestly, the sequel or midquel or Christmas special, but still has something to add for the franchise. So it's kind of not a Christmas special, or at least shouldn't be. For a cinematic masterpiece, wasn't that bad, I thought will be. So yes, that's kind of a good point, at least Descent. First of all, I don't like Beauty and the Beast, but because of this midquel, I kind of like the Beast a bit more, maybe. I really don't know what to think about. Sorry. I like they gave us some background information, but at the same time, it makes me a bit confused about the whole timeline, and the fact there's another midquel makes me anxious. Oh, and why did they introduce a lot of new characters we would never know about? One or two is okay, but we got a bunch of new thing characters they never mentioned in the original. Also, they gave a very fast arc for the Beast, but that doesn't fit in the timeline for me, to be honest. In the meanwhile, nobody got a real arc. Belle feels like just a side like a character, and the original other original characters have the chance to shine again, but nothing really happened. I like Villain, though. Yes, he was good, I think. He gave me Disney Villains vibes, but I missed the motivation. The only thing I can think about, he loved the Beast romantically and used him. Yes, okay, I tried to write this review while I'm confused myself. So, thanks for reading. I, that was a series of words, Red. Nice. Alright, we got two more left. Okay. Alright, uh, 10 out of 10, from February 2019, mm-hmm. by AKA45316. Yeah. This person is delusional. Um... A clearly underrated film. Uh, brace yourself, this one's a long one. <laughs> I realize that in many ways, and for many people, this film isn't the best out of Disney's direct-to-video stock, but I actually really enjoyed this movie. Admittedly, I don't think the comedy gags in the film were the best, particularly when you compare them to the comedy of the original film. However, the creativity and timing of the comedy was definitely something that can earn smiles and chuckles. For direct-to-video feature, the film had impressive animation. I was especially impressed by the computer animation used on the character of Forte, and the animation used with the green magical music notes. The story and plotline was intriguing and well done as a plus. I loved how it further fleshed out what's been going on during the time Belle had to stay at the castle, as well as give further backstory on the curse and... Uh, Bryce? Bryce? Ren? What happened? You got 5G'd. Again? Yeah. I didn't see my Wi-Fi go down. I just saw uh, Zoom stop. Yeah. I mean, maybe Zoom just stopped, but uh, I, I stopped hearing you. Where uh, where did, I, where did you stop? Where did you stop hearing me? Ooh, I don't know. All right. All right. I'm going to jump to the conclusion of this one. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, in conclusion, Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas is actually a definite winner when it comes to being both a midquel to its predecessor and as a film to watch whenever Christmas is around the corner. Are you pulling this out every year at Christmas? I'm never watching this again. God willing. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. All right, Bryce, okay. I have one more thing to break down for you. Okay. What is that? It's the uh, review for the movie from Common Sense Media. We used this once before for one of the DCOMs. Love They're it. like a uh, website. Are they like that... a parent group? Yes, it's a parent group website. 
So okay. they rate, they rate movies on like a bunch of different factors, like educational yeah. value, positive messages, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So overall, they gave Beauty and the Beast: The Enchanted Christmas three out of five stars. So emotional value, it gets a one out of five. Uh, violence and scariness, three out of five. Products and purchases, four out of five. Positive messages, three out of five. Positive role models, three out of five. Language, two out of five. Educational value, one out of five. What parents need to know. Parents need to know that this unexpectedly dark holiday tale includes several potentially frightening scenes and a character who's especially mean and manipulative. Younger kids may be disturbed when Beast rages and starts destroying everything in his path, or when Belle, Chip, and Fife almost drown in icy waters. The mean-spirited Forte, who is extremely creepy and could cause nightmares, is a negative example of how a friend should act. But all the other characters are quite sweet and giving, particularly Belle, who, as always, is kind-hearted and just wants to show Beast the joy of the Christmas season. If you are looking for a sweet holiday tale, this is not it. It is far scarier than you might expect for a Disney holiday title. Um. Uh, This is what you should talk to your kids about. Families can talk about the movie's message about friendship. Was Forte a true friend to Beast? What motivated him to to deceive both Beast and Belle? What is the movie's Christmas message? Why did Belle risk her safety to retrieve the tree? How does the movie fit into the story of the original Beauty and the Beast? How do the new characters compare to the ones depicted in the original? So you can answer those whenever you want. Oh, I I wasn't (laughs) sure if there was going to be an answer. Built in. Oh my gosh. Um, it doesn't. No, there are no answers. Yeah. These are just yeah. like talking points. Like, you know, discuss it with your kids. Teach them about uh, Christmas and Forte. Yeah. Do you think that there's, um, you know, is like consumerism? Like Belle was so obsessed with the tree that she forgot about love? Yeah, maybe that was it. You know, why did Belle try to get that tree? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was greedy. It was tree greed? <laughs> it was tree greed. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it is dark, like, I agree with that, but more of like darkly lit and less. Yeah, lit. I don't think it's like totally too dark or scary. No. It's no like Nightmare Before Christmas, so um, all right, Red. So I'm assuming tens out of tens across the board. Knock off that zero on mine, and you got my score. Okay, you get it's just a one. You hated this. I'm giving it this. a straight one. Yeah, I'm going down to probably this is like a, I think back to a three for me. All right. So I because I don't I don't feel like the bottom of the barrel is here, Ren. I mean, you could always go lower, right? You could do point five. Oh or yeah, zero. I can go lower. So this is but, pretty bad, though. Yeah. Um. Well, at least next week we're gonna watch something which I just discovered called Bell's Magical World. <laughs> What even? We're, uh, want to bring up the trailer? Oh, I got it, Ren. I got it. Here we go. Um, oh God, is this a... N- Tastely? Are we really gonna get the beast looking for the tree? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully. Let's see. Uh, got no audio, right? Perfect. Is there just... There might, it might just be the video. 
because I don't think it has anything to do with Zoom. Let me try real quick. I'll swim up to his yeah. Uh, let's see, let's see. Bell's Magical World trailer. I'll search it one more time, and I'll see if there's a different video. Oh, there we oh. go, there we go. Maybe the audio just isn't there for a little bit. Yeah, it <laughs> kicks in. <Yeah. laughs> let's see where it kicks in. Actually, here, let's, maybe we can just talk through what's, uh, for those listening. Let's, okay, so there's Bell and, uh, Okay, so some scenes from movies that we've already seen, right? The guys we there we go. A Beauty and the Beast continues. Continues. Bell's Magical World, the special okay. edition release for the first time ever on Disney DVD. Shall we begin okay. with a new wonder-filled chapter? Mrs. Potts, are you all right? I'm feeling blue. Oh. Mrs. Potts is the heart of this castle. We should cheer her up. Oh, okay. Course. How about a party? And heartwarming music. So Mrs. Potts is depressed. Are we still in the montage? <laughs> Join your favorite character. Are you kidding me? <laughs> new friends. You can't, you can't do, you can't make two movies out of two minutes. Listen with your heart. We want you to know how much we all love you. True friendship is the greatest gift of all. Mrs. Potts has given us the most important gift anyone can offer. What is that? Friendship. Friendship. Oh. Your Beauty and the Beast collection with this. Oh, he, Cogsworth has a little spoon army. Mm -hmm. Bell's magical world. How beautiful. <laughs> Coming soon, only on Disney DVD and video. So that looks significantly worse. Yes. Uh, maybe that'll be the zero. Yeah, that looks both like it just vis visually the animation looks worse for that. It looks like like a TV show. Yeah. Um. Let me see real quick. Bell's Magical World. How long is this? That's what I'm most worried about for us. Sixty six minutes. Sixty six minutes. It oh my 17 god! It's an hour and a half. Seventeen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's not gonna be good. This is not going to be a good time. And is it okay. on the yeah. original release was 70 minutes, but the special edition is 92 minutes. Oh, so let's see. I'm going to check because I've actually never seen this on Disney Plus. So really? I'm gonna check to just make sure that it's even here. What is it called? Bell's Magical. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Bell's Magical World. How long is it? On here, it is an hour and 12 minutes. 72 minutes of it they have a trailer on here as well i wonder if it's what we just watched oh i think it's just a clip it is sneak peek then yeah so that'll be awesome right ren it's gonna be the best i can't wait to spend another week with bell yeah the week after that pocahontas well are they gonna even bother to frame this next movie in like uh with we're gonna like is it gonna be like this last one where we're gonna see them as humans and then like oh remember back when this happened when miss potts wasn't feeling too well remember when mrs potts was depressed yeah. <laughs> uh but they do they keep going back in time so and i bet you it is just more montage time we, we should get into like negative scores at some point yeah it can, it'll be like uh president martinez <laughs> Or he just went down and down and down. So, oh man. Well, Ren, this was great. Uh, I liked chatting with you about uh, Beauty and the Beast, Bell's The Enchanted Christmas. And next week we get to watch Bell's Magical World. I so, can't wait. Yeah. Uh, if you've listened, thank you so much for listening and for checking us out. 
Uh, you can like us on Facebook. Uh, yeah, like us on Facebook. That's probably the best spot. And uh, otherwise, take care and hope that you all have a magical rest of your day. Play us out, maestro. Welcome to Brace and Ren 3 Direct-to-Video. Today we'll be discussing the Disney Toons film, Beauty and the Beast, Belle's Magical World. I don't even know if we can call it a film. Uh, my name is Brace <laughs> Henderson. I am one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Um, with me as always to talk once again about Beauty and the Beast. We're going on two weeks in a row here. Is one Ren on Fontes. Ren, how's it going? Uh, Bryce, I think I can agree with your sentiments. This, this is barely a film. Yeah, uh, because it's... I think you and I could spend some time today talking about, you know, what makes a movie, right? <laughs> is it the length? Is it is it just if we if we, you know, if this can run from nine o'clock to nine thirty, it's probably not a movie. But if it can run from nine o'clock to ten thirty, an hour and a half, eh, now that's we're talking. That's a that's film. A little bit. That's movie length. Yeah. And so, is that it? Is that all it takes now? Is just well, it's, it's more of the runtime. I think I think that's being generous. You know, a movie needs like a to be like a coherent movie. You need a plot. You need themes. Right. We got the we got three plots. This was like uh, three we, movies we, we in one. The, we have the same plot three times. <laughs> you mean? Did you notice that as well? Every uh, single segment deals with the same like miscommunication thing. Well, that's why Belle's song was like, listen, I don't know what she sung about, listen to your heart or whatever. Like the um, one random, I thought every segment was going to get a song. Yeah, so that was there because remember when we watched the trailer last week and it said something about like featuring brand new songs? No, 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 that's not it. That's not what this is. What is it? Tell me. Tell, so yeah. The trailer was advertising the DVD, which has a fourth segment. Yes. Which, thank God we didn't have to watch. Yes, it, I saw. Um, it was. It's a twenty-two minute segment. It's something about Miss Potts, like Potts's birthday or something like that. Yeah, and apparently that's where the, like the extra songs or I think it's just one extra song come in. Um, so this one random wow. song I think was always there. Yeah, yeah. It feels like a um, you know, Ren. I don't. I don't watch anime at all, really. But the whole song segment felt like it was pulled from an anime. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense at all. Do you but, like? Are you talking about the art style? Because it looked different to me. I noticed. From yeah, the rest of the it movie. was it was extra stop motiony compared to the rest of it, and it was also like we would see her singing, and we got like a couple of shots like around her, but she wasn't like the song was happening, like she was singing, but her mouth wasn't moving. What so I it was think kind of like here, yeah. <laughs> what I think happened here. Was that, like, clearly this was, like, a ama- these were all episodes for a TV series that got canceled. And never yes. Uh, they had these, like, three, like, apparently four episodes of the Mrs. Potts one. So they wanted to make it into a movie, but, like, this being Disney, you need a song. You gotta sell it with a song. So, like, they create this song segment, segment completely independent from, like, the three episodes that already exist. Yeah. That's probably all the new work they did on the movie besides editing and stitching. 
the three segments together. Well, and it made me think, because this is the, this is Belle, right? This is the voice actress. Like, this is her. Everyone except for Mrs. Potts yeah. came back. So it, it made me think, like, maybe it was one of those things where it was just like, you know, while we got her, like, while we have her, for, we don't know how, how many more times, like, Angela Lansbury's already gone. We don't know how many more times we're going to get her. Let's give her a song. Like, let's yeah. get her to, let's get her to sing one more. You never know when we're going to get another, like, uh hit song out of this so and like it's not it's not like she's a bad singer at all but the song was the song is awful Mm -hmm. like it's they've all been awful the ones in enchanted christmas were awful but this my god yeah well like so you're saying that you thought there was going to be more i thought it was a blessing that we just got one no, 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 I agree with you. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Were some of the um, clips while she was singing, like, from the previous segment? <laughs> was yeah, that a were, thing? I'm pretty sure all the clips from her singing were from that segment. Okay, that's what I thought. Because, like, I, I thought. thought what was going to happen was that, like, every segment would have, like, a weird little song associated with it to, like, close it out. Because, yeah. you know, whatever, that makes sense. Maybe if they're doing a Beauty and the Beast show, mm-hmm. you know, they have the voice actors just just do a song at the end of each episode. You know, yeah. makes sense. But, uh, clearly they didn't, that was that was all they had in them. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it was each segment, you, so, um, I'm curious to hear more about this. So you said each segment had the same plot. I felt like they were similar, but, like, afternoons like in the sense that they were all kind of like after like after school special kind of like vibes there but i I felt like they were all distinct enough i think on a surface level like their plots are distinct enough yeah but like in terms of like the messages they're trying to teach it's the same message every time Mm -hmm. like it's the most obvious with the first two segments which like beast and bell miscommunicate so they don't know like how to forgive each other and then the second segment is uh, Fifi and Lumiere miscommunicate, so yeah. they're mad at each other. Yeah. And then the third segment is Cogsworth doesn't know how to communicate, uh. so his staff can't respect him. So you read more into the Cogsworth of it all in the third second, third segment. I felt like that, like Cogsworth, was pretty irrelevant in that third. I'll segment. be honest to you, Bryce. I took like a twenty-minute break after segment two, and when I came back, my brain would just not operate. Yeah. Yeah, Cogsworth I, is what sat with me the most. Yeah, I was, I was really, I was stuck with the bird, and I was. Oh right, everything... the fucking bird. Yeah, Ren, the beast hates birds, especially. Okay, so I, I want to play a little <laughs> game before we get into trivia. In yeah. Room. So this, this is a game I came up with as I was watching the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Positive versus Negative. Okay. So the way this game works is, I'm going to say a line that the beast says. And you're going to tell me if you feel a positive feeling or a negative <laughs> feeling, okay? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to go one by one. So just tell me how you feel after I say it, okay? Mm-hmm. So uh, I command you to sing. Yeah, that feels negative. He must obey me. Uh, that also feels negative. The bird will sing for my pleasure and mine alone. Mm, that's a negative. And uh, my personal favorite of these, how dare she speak to me like that? Yeah. Yeah, it was nice to hear. Yeah, yeah. It's I, like they uh, listened to our complaints about the beast last week and then like amplified them. Well, so they made him an absolute menace. He's in, awful in this like last segment. In the first one, he's like half menace, half like oh, I'm just a good guy underneath. 
like they had no clue what to do with them. He he was a mess. He was um like he got coryfied, I think. Oh yeah, like, he got coryfied real bad. Like the the bit where he's in I think it's in the first segment segment where he's like eating the food and Bell's like, please stop eating the food I'm oh reading. Oh my god, how is he's eating his favorite snack? <laughs> and everyone gasps and holds their breath when Bell asks him to stop. And just for him to be like, okay, fine. And then they, like, cheer him on and applaud him. Yeah, they're like, wow, he's really grown as a person. What? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> That's not the beast that we used to know. And then just for by the third segment, he's back to being absolute garbage to all everything around him, uh, be it living or dead. So. Well, it's because he was upset they didn't invite him to uh, the Lumiere episode. <laughs> Did you like uh, Lumiere celebrates his five-year anniversary? <laughs> yeah, I did like that. I How did. And that so, what line? And did he originally... So he forgot that it was the anniversary, right? Yes, Bell has to be like, hey, make sure something's going to be good here. Um, Bell ends up planning the whole thing for them. Yeah, and could you... So five whole years and Lumiere hasn't told this feather duster that he loves her? He also cheated on her this Christmas. Cheated? Yeah, with the angel? With the angel? Yeah. <laughs> well, this could have been before Christmas, right? Either way, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, eventually he cheats on her. That's that's the thing. Yeah. You know, it's the Don Draper of it all. Yeah. Someone's so, too much madman. So, Ren, I, uh, I gotta say, second segment, third segment, amazing stuff. First one was really good, but in my opinion, what was lacking was, uh, which the second and third one had, which is what made them good in quality, was the, uh, no one was hanging from anything high above the ground. <laughs> I also noticed that. They really kept going back to that. Yeah. It's like Disney Toons, I think that we've learned that they don't, they don't know how to create any drama. And so they say, what do we do? And it says, let's have them hang from something. Like, what is more perilous than almost falling to your death? Yeah. I mean, Goofy did it. Uh, Friggin' Scrooge McDuck. Aladdin did it. Pooh Bear did it. Yeah. Like, let's do it twice. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I would would be willing... Are are we back to Pooh next week? Oh, fuck. Please don't say that. I don't know if we are, but I'm willing to bet money on whatever it is, someone's gonna be hanging from something next week. Let's see, let's see. Uh Pocahontas 2. Oh, for sure. I think someone's gonna be gonna almost plummet to their death or die. Yeah. What is that? What is she saying about where the river ends? Is that what she's... Just just around the river bend is, is a waterfall. Let's hang out where the river ends. Yeah, that's what she thinks. <laughs> Pocahontas is not my jam. It's not I, my. I have a lot of nostalgia for that movie. I recognize that, like in the Disney catalog, it's problematic and not really that great. Yeah. But like in terms of animation and just the songs, I like watched it so much growing mm-hmm. up that I can't help but have a soft spot for it. Yeah, my parents never showed it to me. Really. Hmm. Yeah, I was older when I saw it for the first time. Like Those are um, my mom's favorites. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's not this week, right? It's not no, Pokemon. Pogo- no, we're with Bell. We're hanging out with Bell this week. Yeah, uh, literally hanging out with Bell. Um, 
I really think they should have committed and like if, if not at least killing off someone in the main cast. What? Killing off the pen, the page, and the book. Throws them into the furnace. Mm-hmm. You should have. Well, I don't know why Belle tried to save their lives. Because she doesn't face any consequences. But, like, not like she should. Hold on, I want to be very <laughs> clear. I'm not. I side with Belle on all of this. Are you Team Belle or are you Team Beast? I'm very much so Team Bell. I'm saying I'll though. I'll be Team Beast. <laughs> okay, I'm saying, as a uh, a cap captor, captive. Captor. Well, as a Beast is the captor, right? Yeah, Beast is the captor. I don't think he's a very good captor. All right, break that down for me. So, you know, we saw him last week. Put her in the dungeon. He couldn't commit to that. We see, uh, you know, originally when he takes her. She gets free reign of the castle. Um, he often invites the captive, Belle, to lunch or dinner or breakfast. He does that uh, a few times here. And sometimes she just doesn't show up. And, you know, he, as the captor, he views that that's his own issue and his own fault. Like, if he's the captor, I think, you know, he's kind of... I don't think he needs to be proving himself. Like, it's on him to, to like set up the boundaries and guidelines and enforce them yes exactly um with all of that set like i mean i still like i said i'm still team bell i think <laughs> a bell should not be held captive or should uh-huh. not be held to any of the beast standards um but i don't think if if he if we're judging how he's doing he isn't doing a great job no he's doing pre- he's doing pretty bad right now yeah for sure um but like, let, 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 let's think about this a little bit. Maybe, maybe he's just trying to be a nice captor, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. maybe it's in his instinct to be a little bit more friendly with his captives. Be like, all right, like you can you can go anywhere, but not the West Wing. It's forbidden. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Is that so? Um, you think that that's reasonable? I mean, or is that like, not reasonable? <laughs> I mean, there are worse people to be imprisoned by, you know. True true you know he'll feed you he'll uh make you dance with him he'll save you from wolves whenever you try to escape yeah yeah i don't remember so bell is a little bit and like it's so tough right and because i have to still state like i'm team bell but she's a little bit insufferable here she's so she's genuinely unreasonable at points (laughs) yeah like i know i know we were just talking about how they corrified the beast with like his snack but like uh, the fact that she's just like i can't read with you eating like stop yeah. mm-hmm. like, she's not even making an effort <laughs> she's not trying yeah. at all yeah could you imagine being like okay you get you get out of your cell for the day and you have to go read to your captor and your captor's eating and then you're like i'm not gonna stop like i'm not gonna keep reading until you're done eating what do you think he's eating, by the way? I don't know. It looked like, uh, like pig feet. Pink feet? Pig feet. Oh, pig feet? Yeah. yeah. I was thinking, Ooh. like, pine cones. Yeah. Pine... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one eats pine cones, right? Like, no animals? He, he's a beast. Yeah. Yeah, does he also... Does he eat glass like the Grinch? I think so. I think we should try to... We should make him eat some glass to see if he yeah. likes it. Yeah, would they they would not be good roommates. What do you think uh Grinch and the Beast rooming together would be like? What kind of shenanigans would they get into? Um, yeah, so I assume that the Grinch would do something along the lines of like 
Um, so he would constantly leave things a mess. Yep. And but he's like he's like organized chaos, the Grinch. So like he would leave things a mess, and then he'd come home, and he wouldn't be able to find them, and he'd be like, "Beast, where's my like ten month old banana peel?" Yeah. And the beast is gonna be like, "I don't know." Like you get someone to find it. It's not my job. Um, and then he knocks over, uh, like uh, what he probably smashes Max's doghouse. Yeah. Consistently, right? They would just argue, and get on each other's nerves. Um, I think eventually, <laughs> the beast would imprison the Grinch and just like <laughs> start torturing him, like full on. <laughs> like one day. The Grinch would just say something, and the Beast would grab him and bring him down to the dungeon. That's it. I have a special place for you, Grinch. Boom. Wait, well, how do you torture a Grinch? What would you do to him? Uh, give him a bath. That's a good one. Give him a bath. Yeah, I think give him a bath. Like, make uh, like have someone read to him, like out of like New York Times or maybe like National Geographic. How do we revo- reverse waterboard somebody? What? Like, how do we take <laughs> the water out of, like, the water that is in every human body yeah. out of the Grinch? You juice him. You get the juicer. Oh, perfect. Yeah, let's juice him. So we want that. Now, that is a. I would watch that show. <laughs> Beast, the juicer, and the Grinch. All, uh, they find out that, uh, they all have the same dad, and their dad, he just died. And uh, he <laughs> left them all with a mega mansion. So they all want to live there, but they also... Uh, the rule is that, like, whoever leaves the mansion last gets it. So last one's in it gets it. So they all try to, like, push each other out. This is a great sitcom premise. It's really good. I, I really could good. see, like, eight seasons of this. Yeah. And at least five of those would be good. And so, and in this world, is Belle still the Beast's captor, or Belle is not? She's she's not. This is like post Belle. Let's uh, let's. This takes place during the montage. <laughs> <laughs> I would um, I was I was telling Jenna about that this morning. I was like, so today we're gonna watch. I was like, I have to watch a second Beauty and the Beast sequel and it's a spin-off of the spin-off that we got last week which all takes place during the montage of uh something there that wasn't there before in the first beauty and the beast man yeah i can't believe they like wrote five stories that took place inside a montage <laughs> like there must be a limit no that that's unreasonable that's no. too much anything can happen in a montage. We have no clue how long the montage actually was. Belle could have been there for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Lumiere and the Duster, maybe uh, they had just started dating. So maybe that's how it works. Maybe they weren't dating yet. At Christmas time? At Christmas time, they were not dating yet. No, but Bryce, that's the last Christmas they had before they turned back. Oh, so maybe they just by the time that they're turned back, they are broken up. Like, they, they, they just called it quits? Yeah. After, uh, what's-her-face, uh, after the feather duster, like, almost threw them off a cliff. What, what a horrible episode. So give us some trivia, because I want to, I don't want to, um, 
Give, what, what is some trivia on this? All right, I had to really dig for these this time, and I didn't get much. Did you find Awful Movie Wiki? <laughs> no. Oh, I found, I was looking up some stuff on it and found... Anything it's, interesting? It's nothing factual. It's strictly opinion. Oh, okay. uh, some some guy has something called Awful Movie Wiki, and it's just his opinion on what makes certain bad movies bad. This has a page in there. Let's go that guy. All right, here's my trivia. Mm -hmm. So uh, this film is actually a direct-to-video compilation of three, four for the DVD release, episodes made for an unsold Beauty and the Beast animated TV series. Wait, 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 what? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> the fourth story, Mrs. Potts' Party was also an episode made for the Unsold Show. However, this episode was first featured in Bell's Tales of Friendship and only at later added to the DVD release. Please tell me we're not watching that. Yeah, what the heck is Bell's Tale of Friendship? Okay, it's not showing up here, thank God. Let me Google this. Bell's yeah. Tales of Friendship. Uh, it is a live-action animated Disney film. What? I'm sorry. What am I looking at here? What the hell is this? Do you see the picture of uh the bell thing holding up the scary book? Oh my god, yes I do. What is this? And how do I watch it? It's on Disney Plus. Oh, it definitely isn't. Should we uh, do three weeks of Bell? Uh I'm so curious though. Hold on. Disneyplus.com. I'm gonna double check that it's not on here. Okay. But I'm yeah, because I, I would assume Disney doesn't want any other live-action Bells other than Emma Watson. Uh, Bell? Bells? Tales uh, of Friendship. Oh, Edward Scissorhands is on here now. Should we do Edward Scissorhands next week? Uh, Probably not. Probably not. I do love, I do love me some Edward Scissorhands. Bells. It's a great movie. Friendship. Uh, YouTube? It's on YouTube? Digitized opening. Oh God. Uh, how do we get this? We'll find a way. Cause what is um opening to it? Okay, this is just a VHS recording. Some ads. Oh. All right, right. Yeah, we got a lot to think about. <laughs> we got a lot to think about here. I don't think that thus far. Yeah, well, keep going with the trivia. I'm gonna. Okay. Uh, I'll do some homework here. So a laser disc release of this movie came out in Japan, but not in the USA. Yeah. Uh, Those... This movie is essentially the remains of a Beauty and the Beast TV series that got canceled in production. This is really. That's it. That's all I could find for trivia. So Ren, <clears throat> the Winnie the Pooh movie, the one that we watched a few, couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Search for Christopher Robin? Yeah. Um, I think I had that on Laserdisc. Are you serious? I think I had it on Laserdisc. I had seen it before, and I couldn't place where. And then when you just said Laserdisc, I was like, oh. I definitely had a Winnie the Pooh on Laserdisc. It was that, and it was paired with a um, Winnie the Pooh Laserdisc. It was, I think it was paired with the Halloween episode as well. I'm really glad I could reawaken this memory for you. Yeah, or maybe not. The mini adventures of Winnie the Pooh Laserdisc. Is that what I had? I've always wanted a Laserdisc player. Yeah, my um, my dad had one, and it was it was something. Those giant discs. Uh, we some of them. What did we have? We had a few. 
that were like four movies in oh what is that okay uh no but we had a, a, a what am i saying it had like four discs in one i think it was like titanic was like eight discs or like 12 discs or something jesus yeah um it was a lot it was a lot of all that effort to watch a movie yeah being like all right like 20 minutes went by let's swap it out this is the movie everyone must have in their laser disc collection winnie the pooh no titanic i'm looking to see now if i can how many discs it was a lot of discs i mean the the videotapes for titanic was two yeah i remember that yeah um and the second tape i would always jump straight to the second tape because that's where the action was funny enough i was about to say i had a friend who uh who would only ever watch the first tape oh i wonder why what's (laughs) on the first tape i don't know and like it if i remember right it ends before anything bad starts happening yes yes man um okay so yeah so you shared the trivia um now let's share our thoughts let's share our thoughts so there's three segments um worse than the last did it go from best to worst yes i agree and like like, best here is being used i think very liberally yeah well just comparatively to one they're all like very similar shades of bad i think yep so the the lesson on the first one is just um like uh forgive and say sorry yeah i'll always apologize always no matter what to you and like is treating everyone cruelly and you call them out for this behavior mm-hmm. make sure you apologize to them immediately you need to you need to apologize because you don't de- you don't deserve their forgiveness unless you apologize too because you were just as bad yeah uh telling them to stop that their bad behavior yeah well what was up with that well so okay so just for you know i, I assuming people did not also watch this um <laughs> so bell and the beast get into uh, an argument pretty much where uh they go to eat dinner together and the beast is he's like says he's nervous he's getting warm and so he wants the window open <laughs> what that's what happened it's just so funny that's like, the, the fact beast, the beast is nervous so he just gets re- like the conflict stems from the beast being a little anxious yeah and he gets sweaty and then everything just falls apart i thought so i thought he was gonna like uh like fart or like burp i was i, I missed I, I thought he was like feeling sick or like yeah. spicy yeah i missed the part where he said like where he had indicated that he was feeling warm the first time and so then all of a sudden he's just I, he's begging for people to open up the window and they keep saying no and i'm like is he is he like just what? trying to pass gas and he like doesn't want to be embarrassed like what are we doing with this beast right now i will say like that whole dinner scene just the fact that it was hard to follow the, uh-huh. beast, the beast behavior. It was the most like Corey that anything we've watched has been in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Open the window. I'm hot. <laughs> yeah. But why are you hot? What's happening? <laughs> like the stakes haven't been made clear enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, cause there's that. And then you said it was so hard to follow because we also have, uh, a stupid, no good fight between Lumiere and a chandelier, and they're just 
<laughs> a chandelier whose whole personality is that like she slightly mishears things. Yeah. And you can tell the writers thought this was the funniest shit in yeah. the world. Spoil the food. Uh, the uh chefs bo do that. yeah, boil the food. I don't do that. That's up to the chefs. Uh -huh. Yeah. Like why? Who's whose wife was this? Yeah, and like Are later, yeah. <laughs> then isn't there? Don't we follow this plot a lot? I mean, I didn't follow this plot, but isn't the episode? This follow is this? like this is the B plot. Like, don't they need to? They need to apologize to each other as well. And at one point, Cogsworth says to what the chandelier, like Lumiere, refuses to see you right now. Like he's so upset. Like, <laughs> it's 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 so bizarre. Like, is this another woman he's cheating with? By the way, like, what's what's the relationship? No, no, Lumiere won't even be in the same room as the chandelier. <laughs> chandelier. Um, right, and so so Beast is like, I'm getting hot, and everyone's like, Okay, we're gonna leave the window closed because it's cold out. It's, it's and the then, middle of winter, and the wind is blowing. Yes, and then um. Finally, he demands oh, it. Oh, and the whole time this is happening, by the way, Belle is just oh, yeah. monologuing for like a minute. And a yeah, half. she is. Over, like, uh, it, it's not, the most yeah. like in the background rambling ever. For a bit, I thought that the beast was getting mad at her, and I was like, "Yeah, man, I sympathize. I'm yeah, she is, right with you." She's going off about the plot of Cinderella, and she's like, "She's like, and Cinderella isn't allowed to go to the ball." Isn't that just awful, Beast? Isn't that just horrible? I feel so bad for the, for the lady, and it's like, girl, you're in a castle, like you're trapped right now. Which As we've all yeah. seen the movie. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and so finally they open up the window, and Belle is pissed that it's everything's getting cold and everyone's cold. Yeah, everyone Beast starts says, shivering, and she gets so angry. Yeah, Beast is like, I don't care. And Belle's like, well, you should. Um, and then they separate. Yeah. And it, it, isn't that, that's like a sad end to like stop the episode, right? To stop the episode? Like it ends right there. Yeah, then the episode's done. That's it. They just separate. And um, that's it. We don't know whatever happened next. If only. Yeah. Um, no, they need to say sorry to each other. But before we do that, Ren... Um, because I forgot to mention it right at the top here. Can we talk about the first line in this movie? Oh, what was it? Um, uh, so we get a, a little bit of um prologue, storybook opening, right? Storybook, just telling us, you know, kind of setting the scene, to which it opens with. There was once a beautiful girl named Belle, who went to live in a strange and magical castle. Oh, you're right, Renan. That's right. She uh, <laughs> she packed up. Moved out of her dad's house in France and started rooming with the Beast. Yeah, isn't that wacky? Belle went to live in a strange and magical castle. That's that's a fun way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess they didn't want to open with uh, Belle was imprisoned by the Beast and now still lives with him. Yes. Yes. Because like that's what's happening. I mm -hmm. mean, it, it takes place in the middle of the story. She is still his prisoner. Yeah. Yeah, this is mid mid imprisonment. So, uh, love that, love that. It, it Bell wasn't captured here, supposedly. She like maybe they're uh, interpreting it as she went in on her own because she like she mm -hmm. trades her life for her dad's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. 
Um, also, uh, the dictionary and the quill, and there's like a piece of paper or something. I don't know what what that is. Yeah, they're like a uh, beast's best friends, like Forte. <laughs> yeah. yeah, after <laughs> after Forte and Maestro died or whatever, beast um, had to replace them. Yeah, with uh, a book and a piece of paper and a quill, and they are annoying. We get introduced. We get introduced to them by the beast being like uh like ordering logs okay so i i want i want to discuss something now that we're discussing the beast ordering logs okay that it feels like there wasn't a script for this movie it's like they told the actors talk just yeah. talk and like whatever happens happens there's so much stuttering and mumbling and like incoherent sentences like mm. characters pause to go oh what was i saying uh well, well, what should I do? Like, what? This is a movie. They, they should know what they're saying and what they should do. This isn't the Goonies. Like, I don't expect them to talk like real people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were very, um... They were very strange in the way that they interacted with each other. I'm totally on board with that. With the... The no-script uh, theory? With the no-script theory. Because they, they order the logs and he's like, because, uh... Because, and, I, I demand it. Yeah, the quill's because like because you, you said it. so. Oh, because I need it. Yeah. <laughs> I because then you uh, I watched the whole segment, and me being someone who appreciates fine television, such as what we were just or fine movies, fine film, such as <laughs> this, I assumed that the writers were tight enough to be you know why why the logs why the logs the whole time, why does Beast want the logs? Is he putting together a nice like Burning Man? uh thing for bell is he wanting to grow some trees like make his own paper so that way he doesn't have to write on living things um who knows i was like i was on board with any of those theories but we never find out so you're disappointed they didn't get like more into this i wanted i was all in on the logs and i expected like in the end for them to so here's what i so i anticipated like Bell and Beast were going to make up after they had had this fight, and Beast was going to say, the reason I was so hot was because I, uh, I've i been using... I got extra thick logs. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Extra thin logs. That's exactly it, because I've been using new logs, and they've been extra hot, and I already have all this hair, so I was really warm, and was upset because, you know, I had to order a whole new set of logs. It's like, okay. Honestly, yeah, that would have been better than what we got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, instead we get this, like, the tr- uh, crack team trio that we are introduced to fake an apology from the Beast because Belle refuses to apologize to the Beast until the Beast apologizes to her, and the Beast refuses to apologize to Belle until Belle apologizes to the Beast. Who is in the wrong here? Um... Uh, well, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> let's break it down, Ren. Okay. So, just... So, okay. Who is... Who's the one that did... That, like, did the pissing off? So, the Beast upset everybody when he got okay. too hot. So, the Beast did that. Who's the one that is imprisoned? So, yeah, Bell's in jail. That's true. Bell's the prisoner. So, Bell's in, Bell's in jail. Um, And then... uh, So, I feel like it's a draw. 
The draw? Yeah. I think that's fair. I mean, like, the Beast has his own struggles going on. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think, I think Bell, again, as someone who's captured, you know, not that I'm not saying, like, do as she's told, but, like, you know, know when to play your cards, and this seems like something where she can just say sorry and move on. And then yeah, I think I think that's a good point. You know, she's uh she's overplaying her hand here as a prisoner. Yeah, and then Beast, who, um, he's just being rude. Probably shouldn't be so rude. Would you say it's rude to be rude? Yeah, yeah, I would say it's it's not it's uh rude to be rude. It's yeah. Cru- so I'm, I'm thinking of some ways they could have made like the the paper guy, the pen guy, and the mm-hmm. book guy more fun. Sure. So I think one really cool thing they could have done uh-huh. is when the beast is mad at them and uh, Bell's trying to spare their lives, mm-hmm. he doesn't agree and he instead burns them. Yeah. Yeah, puts I, them in the furnace. Like, I think it would have been really great if we just watched them, like, get thrown into a fire. Yep. And that was it, and we never saw them again. We get the Toy Story 3 ending, right? Where it just stops <laughs> when they're in the furnace? Um, wait, what? Where they It stops in the furnace? Yeah, it stops at the furnace. Yeah, so not, I was saying, like, more of just, I think the furnace keeps going in this case. I was saying more of, like, we see them hold hands, and we just, like, oh, reflect okay. on their journey together as they get incinerated. These guys were, like, the three main characters of this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they were. Do you think that um, Toy Story 3 should have committed? To killing them off? Was that weak of them? I mean... If they if they had killed him, we wouldn't have gotten Toy Story four. You know. Are you pro Toy Story four? I'm not. I'm not con Toy Story four, but maybe maybe there's a world where it didn't need to exist. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Don't maybe you... We, maybe we could have killed Buzz and Woody and all of Andy's favorite toys at the end of Toy Story three. Yeah, I think those are probably the cruelest movies. Cruelest. Toy Story. Cruelest. Cruel. I'm struggling with that word. Cruelest. Movies. What do you, what no, do you find so cruel? No, about Toy Story? no, not Toy Story specifically, but movies like Toy Story 4, where it's so inoffensive. It's like, it isn't. Well, I'm so. Like, if we didn't get Toy Story. If, to- if they died in Toy Story 3, we would have never gotten Toy Story 4 because <laughs> it's so good. But also, yeah. like, if they died, we never would have gotten Toy Story 4 because it's so bad. Instead, it's like, well, we did. And, like, that's the worst part. Is like you can't look at the Toy Story movies and be like, now that's an amazing set of movies anymore because Toy Story Four exists. We live, we live in a, uh, you know, we live in a light year world now too. We do. Well, I don't, I don't consider that in the. It's it's what Andy would have. I get it. Watched. <laughs> I get it. Don't even. I don't need to be told yet again that this is what Andy watched as a kid. I get it. <laughs> I can't wait until Pixar finally makes Potato, <laughs> and we can watch the movie Andy watched as a kid that inspired him to get Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And what I love is everyone's trying so hard to figure out, so does this mean that Buzz Lightyear of Star Command didn't exist? Like, no, it existed. In the same world. Um... It just was, it was the cartoon series, right? It's the cartoon Andy would have watched. 
Yes, when he was a it, kid. It's, all of this is stuff Andy would have watched. Bell's Magical mm-hmm. World, it's a movie and Andy would have watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, Winnie yes. the Pooh's Grand Design, Andy watched that. Yeah. Do you think, yeah, so I think Disney Toons should have, we should have gotten the incineration ending for the quill and the paper in the dictionary. Because they don't show up in uh, Enchanted Christmas. Yes, maybe that's, that is what they got. Yeah, maybe they died. Maybe they just like die before the end of the movie. Yeah. What do they, do they say something when they all hold hands, or is it just dramatic? They say for Andy. They do not say for Andy. <laughs> for Andy, right? There isn't like like Buzz and Woody. There's no like to infinity and beyond. There's like none of that, or like I've got a snake, and then Buzz grabs Woody's hand and says, "In my boot, <laughs> I've got a snake." Yeah. No, no, they say for Andy. They definitely don't. (laughs) No. Oh, man. I remember, like, Toy Story 3 is up there for one of the best theater experiences of all time. For me. I remember watching that at theaters. That was great. It was amazing in theaters. The emotion was raw and real in the theater. Everyone was crying. Uh, It just felt intense so good what's your, what's your favorite of the toy stories um i'm a i'm toy story 2 me too toy story 2 and a lot of people are usually one or three i um, think three is my least favorite of the originals yeah i think three is um three is has a strong start a strong ending and a weak middle yeah not weak like weak well, yeah, is yeah. relative you know it's, this isn't a bell's enchanted christmas <laughs> uh like middle we're talking about we're talking about like Still pretty good. Still pretty good. I think the fact it's so emotional also makes it harder to watch, too. Like, it's like a double-edged sword for the movie. Mm, it's part mm. of why it's so good, but it's also part of why I don't like revisiting it. I think I've I've seen it, I think, twice. I yeah, think I've, I think seen I've it also twice. seen it a very small amount of times. Yeah, because of that. Because that same thing of, like... Um, and Up as well. Like, Up is another one where I I do not usually go to Up if I'm in a Pixar mood because it's, like... Do I really want to go through the first, like, the heavy, like, ten minutes right there and then go um, through it? I don't think Up's too bad, because once you get past those first ten, like, yeah. it's smooth sailing. <laughs> yeah, I love, yeah, that's another good one. Another good movie. Um, okay, so, uh, they end up apologizing to each other, um, kind of, where the, they write, like, the, the three get into mischief, the note, the whatever, they all piss off the beast. Johnny Notepad. Johnny Notepad. Um, and then they find out that Bell didn't write. So, because Beast got a note. Beast thought it was from Bell, but it was forged. They find out it was forged. Beast gets mad, throws them out. They come back. That's it, right? That's basically it. There, yeah. There's no real meat here. No. Um, okay, so in this next segment, does Fifi have any reason to be jealous? Of Lumiere potentially uh, being into Bell. Well, they've been together for five years, and he's a known cheater. It's <laughs> so, like I get it, you know. Mm-hmm. Of, of all the storylines in this movie, mm-hmm. this is the one that has that makes the most sense with the character. Okay, maybe. Okay, maybe Christmas is like a safe time, like a hall pass month. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's December, do, you can do what you want. Yeah, like, you know, I think Fifi recognizes, like, okay, the angel might be out this, like, this time of year. 
So it's, you know. Like, it, it's a committed relationship yeah. 11 months of the year. Yeah, you go do you, Lumiere. Like, I'll hang out with, like, I got a wreath that I got my eye on. So. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a healthier dynamic than what they have here. Yeah, because this is um, Lumiere. We get, like, 20 minutes. I don't know if it's 20 minutes. It felt long. The long of it, Lumiere. He gets the A plot of this episode. It's about scheming. him. Yeah, he's scheming with Belle behind Fifi's back because they're planning this big elaborate uh, recreation of the first time that they went on a date or whatever. Yeah, it's like the 50th anniversary of their yeah. first date. Because Lumiere wants to tell Fifi how he feels. Okay. Should he? Should he do that? Should he tell her how he feels? Um, yes, and he should probably write it down. What would you write? What would I write? I don't yeah, know. If you were so, Lumiere... Writing about... And you were, talk you were talking about Fifi. Yeah, there's only so much you can say about a feather duster. Right? Like, Lumiere, I think, hit, hit the ball... Uh, hit the nail on the head when he said... Like, he was talking about, like, okay, you you got red lips. Those lips are so red. That's so like, okay, that's one thing. But he something about her eyes. But what what else do you got? Like feathers? Yeah, she's got feathers. Yeah. Like a bird, which the beast hates, by the way. Yeah, we'll we'll get we'll get to that. We'll get though. there. We'll get there. Yeah. I hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got, I'm having a lot more fun talking about it than I thought I would. Yeah, me too. This is bringing this is like a classic Corey episode. So yeah, this, like, I uh, mean, Feather Duster and Lumiere. We, you're right. We see like 20 minutes of this. It's just like him hanging out with Belle mm -hmm. while the Feather Duster's like, "No, oh, Lumiere, why don't you love me?" <laughs> like, how how could he love that creature? That that was a little bit of like I felt Igor a little bit, red. <laughs> Master, Master <laughs> Lumiere, why don't you love me? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's less Igor. I don't know who that is. He's like, he'd be like Igor's cousin or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's and she's like always in the background, and then she's like, I know, I'm gonna hit on Cogsworth. Cogsworth's not good at all, though. I think he kind of is. You thought so? He gives a joke. He like thinks on it. He's like, when um, what does she say to him? Like, how are you so handsome? Oh, it's the well, you're so funny. How do you always like nail your jokes? And then Cogsworth says. Uh, it's all about the timing. Just like a, uh, it's a clock. Oh, because he, because he's clock. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, any other clock joke? Something you can do hands, right? Uh, don't don't make me throw these hands. Cogsworth says that to, to Lumiere at one point. Yeah. Threatens to punch him. <laughs> don't make me throw hands. <laughs> who who would win in that fight? I think, so I think Lumiere works by, like, uh, Charmander rules, where if his flame goes out, he dies. Dies, yep. So I think so long as, like, Cogsworth has, like, any glass of water with him, mm -hmm. he could very easily kill Lumiere. Yes. Yes, and if we, we haven't full-on determined, like, if people die in this state, what happens to them, right? <laughs> they come back as a corpse. Yeah, I mean, we kind of did. Their just, there. Yeah, because just imagine, like, <laughs> when once the the curse is broken, that's the the bloody aftermath that we don't see is the countless number of corpses. 
of like utensils, like humans that were turned into utensils that you know got broken or paper I, that was I ripped. Doubt everyone made it to the end. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of, and like yeah, so paper, right? We learned that paper in this can be living. So imagine like Beast writes down the wrong thing on that paper, has to rip it up. And then, you know, curse is broken. You got limbs all sorts of different places. My concern is that the paper, it's all one guy. So, mm -hmm. like, when it's undone, is he going to be missing body parts? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's going to have, like, they're, they're, it's all undone. And then all of a sudden, like, he's going to be, like, screaming in pain, grueling <laughs> pain. Because <laughs> a disembodied arm that's uh, probably in the furnace, right? Yeah. I mean, you could leave him in the attic, too. Uh-huh. This, yeah. this, no, this is no good. This and when they... Because when they untransform, are they untransforming into, like, where they, like, are? Well, yeah, If that right? makes sense. So, like, all the silverware, that's, like, you can only... You can't really shove, like, 20 oh people God, into a single God. drawer. So that's just gonna be a, a bloody compacted mess. Oh, Bryce, that's bad. The saw trap, right? The silverware drawer. Liver die. You are a knife. Yeah, you. Hello. Hello, Belle. Yeah. <laughs> Belle would be like, Belle would be like, I'm not playing that game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she would be. She'd be so indignant. Yeah. Yeah, she'd be like, I'm not playing. Ask me nicely and I might consider. Hello, Belle. I'm gonna kill you. Please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Okay, so finally they go on their little date. It's a bathtub sleigh ride. This oh, you're, you're forgetting that she, like, uh, sabotages all of it. Yeah, well, so she, like, threatens to, she's like... If I can't have you, no one will. So she, she does like charges that bell with some scissors. Um, yeah. She is that, and so is that. She like, cuts the little rope thing. That that's what she's cutting, right? That has to. be I it. assume so. Yeah. Yep. Cuts it, and then um. Yeah, and then they go off a cliff. And that's it. They plummet to their deaths. <laughs> They all hold hands and they say, for Andy. For Andy! As they... <laughs> As they... They land there at the bottom. Yeah, I was thinking, like, also... We saw this in Pooh, so this is just their imagination, right? Yeah. Okay. None of this is real. Okay. Oh, uh, I noticed something, by the way. Yeah, what'd you notice? The, just, uh, bell, yeah. the bell episode, the first one, never went up on Spotify. Oh, like, uh, like the podcast? Yeah, the podcast never went up. Should they I do it? any episodes up for July. I noticed today. None for July? There are none for July. That's a joke. The last posting is June 30th. The, the, is that the poo one? Yeah, it's the poo one. Okay, that makes sense. Because we did that one early, right? Yeah. Should we, should we combine the bell episodes together? Can to you do, do that? Yeah, I can easily do that. All right, let's um, be like one big bell bonanza. Yeah, I definitely did. I convert it already. That's my question. Um. Okay. Uh. So let's see. Down. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll do that. I'll do that. So we'll have this is going to be just two episodes. Yeah. This will just be like one big bonus episode. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. So, Ren. Then there's the third segment. There's a bird. Growing up, did uh, your family ever take in a bird with a broken wing? Bryce, it's so funny you say that. Yes, we did. Yeah, same. We, we took in a small bird, and then when we let him out, a cat got him almost immediately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nature. <laughs> Survival Na- of the fittest. Yeah, nature working its its course, right? That I animal. Learned, uh, I learned an important le- important lesson about how the world works that day. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, we did. We did as well. Um, famously, well, so we had. I have two bird stories. Mm-hmm. Two bird stories. So the first one was just, uh, you know, bird with a broken wing ran into. We had a glass like slider ran into that, and then so my dad brought it in, put it in. We had this gerbil cage mm-hmm. that was empty. Put it in the gerbil cage, and but the the cage was, uh, the it the wires weren't close enough together. So the bird uh, was feeling better and just flew out and <laughs> it was in our basement. And then it was we couldn't get the bird out of our basement for a while. How long was it in there? Um, that's a good question. Maybe like a week. My dad would like put, my dad like put bird food in it. Yeah. In the basement and like water. Yeah. And then I think finally because we had to work the bird from the basement to the kitchen outdoors. Yeah. So, but it made it. It went out there. Yeah, Heck of a, a lot of bird. So there was that. There was that bird story, and then the other bird story was um, some guy that my dad worked with. Uh, his company was sending him to like Germany for a few months. Yeah, and he had a bird, like a parakeet. I was like, "Hey, do you want the parakeet?" And my dad was like, "Yeah, we'll take the parakeet." So we got the parakeet. We have a cat and two pug puppies. And um, the parakeet did not last long in the house. What uh, what killed him? Uh, it was um, the cat, but not by the cat getting him, by the cat like paralyzing him, like Jesus. like out of scared. Like I was, I'm so scared because <gasps> the the bird got out of the cage. Um, cat got the like scratched at the bird, got some of the feathers. The bird then ran underneath the couch. And um, was just like underneath there, and then was dead. So, what a terrible way to die! Yeah, yeah, poor bird. Uh, and so then my dad had to like tell his colleague like two weeks after he left for Germany, <laughs> bird's dead. I've I've killed your bird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, this bird lives, right? Yeah, he lives. <laughs> Unfortunately and he sings he sings so well that he'll never sing for anyone but the beast and don't you forget it bryce yeah yeah he's gonna sing for me and only me but first um why does the beast hate birds uh because when he was a young boy mm-hmm. at christmas time yeah. an old lady offered him a bird a bird yeah and he said get away from me crone <laughs> he was turned into a beast. Yes. Uh, very similar to why he hates um, Christmas. What, Christmas. Yep. And uh, as we'll learn in uh, Belle's Enchanted Friends, Parfaits. 
All right. Uh, so we got the bird. Yeah, bird gets. Uh, Belle is like, I'm gonna save the bird. Uh, Beast is like, Belle, come to lunch with me. Belle doesn't show nice up. Cafe in town, I know. Is that what he says? No. There's a nice cafe in town. Yeah. Like I'll treat you right. Those other guys, they don't know how to treat you, Belle. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> I'm the real deal. <laughs> yeah. I'm just I'm just doing some beast lines. You can stop me whenever you want. I would like I think I would not choose the beast. Spin-off beast is like the ultimate nice guy. I hate it. Yeah. Cause like in the movie, he has like negative qualities, but it's stuff that like the film addresses and you know character development like mm -hmm. takes place. It it's makes like, just... mm -hmm. like Bell's the main character, but like he's the character who grows the most in the story. Mm -hmm. Well, so it it makes me feel like there isn't like he never actually changes. Like, yeah, that's that's definitely what these spinoffs are like. Mm -hmm. Like they're so incompetently written. That is the message they like give. It's that like. People like Beast, they don't really change. They just repeat their cycles. Yep. And it's and so, not the intended message, and that's what make that's what makes it so bad. Oh yeah. It like it so worsens and so cheapens the original source. Cause now I get to the end of like if I were to watch Beauty and the Beast now and get to the end, I'd be like, that's not a happy ending. Like I, I saw what happened in that montage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they should be Beauty and the Beast should have been intertwined into Into the Woods, right? I'm actually surprised it wasn't. Yeah, what do you think? The the roses green, the roses spiky as thorns. <laughs> uh. That's a perfect into the woods lyric. Yeah. The beast, the beast. Yeah. <laughs> I I hate into the woods so much. I know you do, but come I... like the uh the beasts as beast singing um. Uh, what is, what's the one the prince sing? The princess sing? The prince, outside Rapunzel's tower? No, the ones that they duet together. Oh. The two princes. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, back to my wife. My wife. <laughs> <laughs> Agony. Agony. Can Borat live in that house too with the juicer, the Grinch, yes. and uh, the Beast? So it's it's the Beast, the juicer, Borat, and uh, the Grinch. The Grinch. This is yeah. great. This is a great cast. It's really fantastic. Yeah, I think that would be a fun house to watch them all interact, and uh, you know they all have the same dad. So. <laughs> so who's their dad? Who is their dad? Let's go with Logan Roy. <laughs> They're they're the uh, they're the heirs. Who's, in who's the successor? Fuck off! Fuck, mm. off! Fuck off! My four boys are inheriting the company. Mm -hmm. Grinch Roy, Beast Roy, mm -hmm. uh, Borat Roy, <laughs> and Juicer Roy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, family tree. Mm. Yeah, I. Uh, that's a good show. Yeah, they're filming. There's so many uh, film pictures coming out right now. Really? I've been paying attention. Yeah, there's a ton of them. Um, and there was a a post made that um, they were looking for. It was on, I think, Craigslist, looking to film um, at a karaoke bar. So, 
I, I hope we're gonna hear Kendall sing again. Yeah, who the real question is, uh, who is singing karaoke? Which Roy sibling is going to be singing karaoke? It and, has to. If we don't get a Kendall song uh-huh. once per season going forward, I'm gonna be very disappointed. Yeah, I would love. I would love for it to be Kendall. I would. I would be interested in. Uh, you know, the oldest. Um, getting Logan a, karaoke. Getting a chance, huh? Logan singing. No, no, no. The the oldest sibling. You know. Oh, Connor. Us Conheads. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that? Uh, he was the only. Like, oh, I know. For an Emmy. So robbed. But so, and someone said, and I do, I think that this could be the case. Like, we've seen them all, all the Roy siblings so far really have like their own moment in the sun each season. Like, you know, the, with the, if you were to sign them with the first being Kendall's, the second being Shiv's, and the third being the Roman's. Roman. Yeah. So I, I'm not opposed to, and then I, I was just looking at like some fan theories of like, you know, we could easily see him turning to Connor now with some potential political capital. That's that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. that's what I think and could the, happen. The other the three that, now against him, yeah. Like, the way that season three positions, like, it's ending, it feels like it may be a Tom season. I know. And I know he's not, like, a Roy kid, but he's basically, mm-hmm. like, the fourth main lead. He, I'd say he's higher in, like, the main character hierarchy than Connor. Yep. What about Willa? Like, like, could this be Willa's Willa? This could be her big season. <laughs> the Willa season? Yeah. Willa's deemed named the successor. And um Yeah, I'm so excited. Cause also I saw um uh what's her name? Is it Marsha? Is that the, the character's name? Marsha, his wife? Not... Is that yeah, ex- yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. now ex wife? I it's been so long since I've seen Yeah. That. Um but she's she's back on for a main cast member. That's good. She was she was barely in season three. Yeah, she was barely in season three, and they um, it made me think. Okay, so they're leaning away from whatever storyline or plot they were gonna do with her, and I think that there's potential there for the, like I think that the the gold digging wife as a, um, an entity is interesting. Me too, so. and I I think it'll be especially because I was kind of feeling the same way about you. How like. Oh, I guess they're kind of dropping her storylines. Mm-hmm. Like, it'll be in really interesting to uh, watch the whole show once it's, like, done, done. Like, fully complete all yep. the seasons. And, like, kind of see what from early seasons was being built up all along. And they mm-hmm. just, like, took a pause for. And what was, like, what they were working on and what they actually, like, moved away from. Yeah. Because that's something I've been noticing a lot watching Game of Thrones. Like, stuff that would annoy me, like, back when it was originally airing. Like, doesn't bother me anymore, because, like, I know now, like, okay, so this is this is part of a larger narrative that, you know, is still going on into season eight. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. oh, I know that this doesn't really matter, because this is this doesn't pay off. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. There's a, um... So I finished Righteous Gemstones. Yeah. Finished that this week. And they do an amazing job in the second season. Um, early on, I think it's in the second episode, there's this sequence that is feels straight out of Fargo where they like the main characters come across a very like unexpected and startling like scene. Mm-hmm. And then you go through the whole season and because so much other stuff is happening as a viewer, you like, I pretty much forgot that they had ever come across what they had come across yeah. until the last episode opens with a sequence explaining how that scene had come to be. Um, 
And I was like, this was, first of all, it was, it shows how insane, like how great the season was where there was so many other things going on that as a viewer, I was able to for like, not be hyper-focused on, okay, but what's going on here? Yeah. Um, but also it was just so much fun to like, it was a really nice bookend of like, okay, this is going to happen right in the beginning of the season. And then you're not going to find out until the way end an explanation for it. Mm. So it was great. I can't big wait to watch on. it. Yeah. Big fan. Um, that, and I can't wait for you. I am so excited to hear your thoughts and to talk with you uh, about the rehearsal. Oh my God. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's getting, yeah, as soon as Nicole is home, we're going to watch it. Yes. It is getting so much positivity uh, online. And I think that it is, uh, it was, pr- it's, I would say like the best 45 minutes of TV I've watched in a long, long time. It's been so long since Nathan for you, and I miss it so much. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, anything else on Belle? Uh, who? Exactly. Exactly. So, Belle. Belle this, Belle that. More like smell, am I right? Because it smells bad. It does smell bad. It does smell bad. It's a bad movie in here. You know Reek from Game of Thrones? Yes. Yes. Do you think the Beast has his own Reek? I think he does, and I I think the Beast should be worried that Reek is going to um get a hero moment uh, towards the end of their time together. <laughs> I think uh, I think Reek is still like in the castle after they all transform back, and he like never tells Belle about him. <laughs> and like one day, Belle finds him down there, and like it completely changes the relationship. <laughs> When were you gonna tell me about Reek? Who? Reek? In the... He's playing dumb, like who's Reek? <laughs> in the basement? The human yeah, the, the human boy that's in the basement? What basement? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have a Reek. I don't know what you're talking about. He's my boy. <laughs> He'd probably be super possessive about Reek, actually. Yeah, he, he would. Boy at all. He would. I keep Reek in the cage. Stay yeah. away from the Reek cage. <laughs> uh, what do you? What would you rate? Well, no, it's not before we go to our ratings. What? What did other people rate this movie? <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's look at some reviews. Yeah. So first up, we have Jockitty seventy one's ten okay. out of ten review. Belle's Magical World and The Enchanted Christmas are both great DTVs. I had watched Belle's Magical World five days ago on YouTube, and I thought it was is a very cute and funny midquel. This film enriched with gentle lessons, which I do not mind at all, and two original songs that seamlessly fold one tale into the next. I don't think they are cheesy as everyone thinks, and besides, I think the animation is swell. Overall, this film and The Enchanted Christmas are both great DTVs. And since the film is in three adventures presented like chapters in a storybook, my favorite story is Fifi's Folly. You know, a lot of people have been putting negative reviews because they are comparing to the original film and also about the time consumption, like how long did Belle stay at the castle? And what about her dad? And was LeFou still guarding the house? Well, my theory is that the two films bookmarks before the library scene in the first film. So she has spent the winter in the castle and her dad having no sense of direction, search all winter for the castle. 
And as to the last question, well, even a lackey like LeFou can bend his orders for food and warm. Is that it? That's it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think I think that they have a great point. I think that the audience just... I think the audience is the problem, not the yeah, movie. Yeah, we're the problem. <laughs> if we had only thought about where, where in the timeline all this makes sense, you know... This would be a better movie. We need to be better thinkers. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Chris Bishop, 5,000. 3 out of 10. A shockingly shoddy Beauty and the Beast feature for very young children. That's right. Under 9 on average, but maybe under 12s for some others. I was 11 when I originally saw this on video, and at such youth, I wasn't able to notice the shoddy cartoon quality, or the fact that those classic characters we have all grown up to love are not the same, or as even good to see. Just about everything is, on to, is so 2D here. Belle is, I'll agree, not even beautiful, but just a plain-looking woman with tinted skin. She wears the same bright blue dress all the way through with not one glamorous dress on, Wardrobe is, to say the least, annoying. My ears may bleed if I had to listen to her every day. Lumiere, in both the original and the Christmas edition, was suave and elegant, but here he is a, a womanizing, unfunny twit. Cogsworth, despite being the no-nonsense housekeeper he is famous for, is a complete shit and the most insufferable character, I'd say. He also seems to find shutting that unbearably grating pie hole of his very difficult in this one, and whose clock face should really have been used for turning back in time to the unforgettable two film in this series. Poor, poor Mrs. Potts was not brought to life by Angela Lansbury, one of my favorite classic actresses, but by Anne Rogers, who captured none of the Mrs. Potts character, no offense to her, not if she did her best. When the beast roars, it sounds so horrifically fake with clearly no additional roars, snarls, or growls by a microphone. I am aware that this is only a third feature following two other films, so of course it wouldn't be as good, but I'm sure that more of a contribution wouldn't have hurt the Disney artists who, indeed, have achieved such remarkable styles of animation over the years. It's alright, I guess, and I do watch it sometimes, though only when it suits me. It's quite difficult to make a recommendation for you reading this because it depends on how old you are. But remember, this will not at all be what you may expect following the earlier spectacular movies. And to think that on my video of it, the text on the back cover said, Boasting brilliant animation. It's a nice little flick, but for one thing, it's also highly poor. And for another, those three words ought to have been saved for the next re-release of the original. Okay, so, the but the, fir the first two were good. <laughs> Not just good, classics, masterpieces. Um, I would not put them in the same boat together. Why? Um, because one of them is a Christmas film. <laughs> That's it. This review is by Ravenblood88, a 1 out of 10, Bell's ham agical world. This movie is possibly the cheapest, cheapiest, and poorest sequel ever made. Yet, it is the funniest and most idiotic movie by Disney, and will guarantee laughs at the sappy stories and lame plots from start to finish. It's a group of short stories that seem like bad fanfictions. Spoiler alert! The first one's all about Belle and Belle being petty over a pathetic argument. 
Then, three loser new characters decides to patch things up by forging a letter of forgiveness to give to Belle. Partway through this little episode, Belle has wall eyes, which made my siblings and I laugh so hard. Then, she and the Beast fight some more over the letter, and later they learn the meaning of forgiveness. How old are they? Certainly old enough to know the meaning of forgiveness. Then, the next one's all about Lumiere being the biggest world's biggest dope when it comes to romance. This coming from a man who could woo any woman's. And they make Fifi a psychotic villainess who tries to kill Belle, and winds up getting off scotch-free by the end of it. What a message to send the kids. Then... The next one's all about Mrs. Potts being angsty, and the next one after that's all about Beast becoming overly possessive of a bird, to the point where he just seems downright silly. The animation's so ugly, it kills. There are at least a hundred mistakes you can plainly see, and the coloring is awful. Belle's a simpering sap who blubbers whenever something goes wrong. Plus, she's petty, and very different from the usual Belle. And the side characters are annoying. I mean, Cogsworth and Lumiere fight almost all the time. I know they did that in the movie, but it was overdone in this. But the worst character is Mrs. Potts. She's ruined in this. I can't even describe it. Just buy it and see it for yourself. I give it a 1 out of 10 for the sap, but I give it a 10 out of 10 for the comedy. Okay, Ren? Yeah? So we gotta talk about the whole Mrs. Potts of it all. Yeah. Because everyone, it's not even just these like two reviews. Every everything I've seen about this has been like this was the worst performance that has ever happened. It's Mrs. like it. It wasn't like so offensive. Where I was like, oh, I have to comment on this, but I did notice that like it felt like she was kind of ashamed at times, like a little embarrassed. Mm-hmm. She's very quiet. She doesn't like do the delivery well or right. Her yeah. heart wasn't in it. I think she knew she was the replacement and felt it. I think they treated her differently on set. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I, I don't know. I felt like I I don't think that it was that bad. You think it was good? I'm not good. I think it was fine. I, mean, I don't like... think I don't think I would even mention it in I didn't mention I, it. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, the voice performances in this movie, there's nothing to mention. No. You know, it's the, it's pretty much all of the original cast, except for Mrs. Potts. Yep. But, you know, good they brought him back, but Disney is usually good about that in general. Mm-hmm. And, like, the, the material they're working with is bad, so there's really nothing to say. And, like, exactly. Because it's like, they all showed up, they got their paycheck. Like, that, it is what it is. Like, it, it's... Yes. That's it. Like, I don't feel like there's much else to say. So. But, I don't know, people were not not thrilled with her um all right ran i have one more yeah this is from a real film reviews by david newsare bell's magical world ultimately makes one appreciate the series comparatively brilliant for a sequel 1997's beauty and the beast the enchanted christmas as the movie which which suffers from an almost total lack of compelling elements ultimately comes off as an utterly worthless waste of time that's sure to leave even young children checking their watches or their parents watches it's clear right from the outset that bell's magical world wasn't originally designed to play as a full-length feature given that the movie consists of four poorly animated and standalone tales that were clearly intended for a justifiably abandoned beauty and the beast television series there's consequently little doubt that the movie's aggressively low-rent animation style helps to, 
helps to be the least of its problems. With the consistently dull and hopelessly pointless nature of the four stories, i.e. Bellin convinces Beast to take pity on a little bird with a broken wing, infusing the proceedings with a mind-numbingly dull vibe that is, for the most part, nothing short of oppressive. The film's only saving grace is the return of several Beauty and the Beast cast members, in addition to O'Hara and Benson, Jerry Orbach, David Ogden Steers, and Joanne Wardley reprise their roles they originated in the 1991 movie. And this is hardly enough to compensate for what is otherwise a disheartenedly irrelevant piece of work. One out of five. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, there's a, this has, what, a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes? That's, uh, that's high. Yeah. That feels high. Because it's not a movie. It's not a movie. And we're going to watch so many more not a movies. But oh this God, was the first yeah. not a movie. Ren. Um, so last week you were like, I don't know. You were like, maybe I'll go into the negatives. Yeah, I'm going to go into the negatives. You are going to go into the negatives. Yeah, I am going to go into the negatives. I really dislike this. This is, I think, the single worst thing you and I have watched for this podcast. Like, I genuinely try to make an effort to sit down and yeah. pay attention to everything mm -hmm. we watch. As you'll know, because I give you shit for it when you watch stuff at the gym. Yep. But, like, I could barely focus. I, I it, it was too much for me. <laughs> it was all just too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think now. That's a bold statement to say the worst, the single hint, like the single worst thing that we've watched. I can't think of anything else that was worse. Can you? I maybe some Corey stuff. That's no, it. I, I I don't think even Corey was this bad. Yeah. Cause like with Corey, you know, we we found it it, it developed a language, an awful language, but a language. It did. You yeah. Know, we we knew how to meet Corey on its own terms. <laughs> Like this, th this is like if Corey in the house was only like the first three episodes, mm -hmm. you know? So do you not like when people are hanging from things? That's your biggest issue? I just think there are so many different options to <laughs> <keeping> peril. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm just looking. I don't know. Return of Jafar was not great. No, but worse than this. Like, Return yeah. of Jafar is at least a coherent story. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. This is it's three episodes. This is three segments. Yeah. So I'll go, because I, I, I'm curious to know just how negative you're going to go. So I'll go first. I'm going to, I'm just going to give this a 1.5. You're going to give this a 1.5? Yeah, because, like, I have a floor. And this isn't there yet. <clears throat> There's... I am creating a new floor for myself. Yes. So, okay. I, I I think... So this is widely considered the worst Disney Toon movie. Uh-huh. I, I think it can be worse. You know? Lots of people would have seen this. There are probably some Disney Toon movies that aren't as popular that people haven't seen as much that are probably worse. So I feel comfortable giving this, like, a negative score. Mm -hmm. And I want to leave room for more negativity so uh, i, I want to be clear that the way i'm like working with my negatives is that from zero it goes to negative one and then it builds to negative uh, 10 which is the worst <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna give uh bell's enchanted christmas a negative three mm. it's bad but I, I think it can get worse 
Okay. And I agree with you. It can definitely get worse. Negative three for Bell's magical world. Um, I've never, can you believe it? I've never once in my entire life before today ended up in a conversation about this movie. Really? <laughs> yeah. Me neither. Yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, the same can be said for me regarding Pocahontas 2, Journey to a New World. We're going to watch, watch her go to England and catch uh, diseases that ultimately kill her. Is that, does she go to England? Journey to a New World? It's gotta yeah, be. That's where she's going. Oh boy. She's gotta go hang out with John Smith. I feel like, I don't know. I'll do my best. You'll do your best? What does that mean? Like, I don't know. I don't, is it, is there controversial stuff in this one too? There's gotta be. I'm sure there is. I mean, it's the character of Pocahontas the portrayed by is, Disney. This is Pocahontas too. So, you know, barely anyone's seen it. Yeah. Do you think it's going to have a warning? I hope. You think it'll have the, uh, it was wrong then, it is wrong now. It was wrong then, but we're, we're, it's better now. It's... We like it now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well, everyone, uh, if you've made it this far, you've listened to two Beauty and the Beast podcasts and are like tied together. So this is like bow. what? Over two hours, two and a half? It's probably, yeah, two and a half to three hours of us saying how bad Beauty and the Beast is. So, good. I'm glad we did it this way. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Um, all I right. I think it'll make it uh, easier for the fans at home. To Yeah. You know, get it all done with, right? Why, why spread it out over two weeks, you know? Just just do it and be done. Be done. Alright, well thank you all so much for listening, and I hope you all have a good rest of your day. We'll see you at the new world. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.